When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Log Talk Radio. There's funds for all the
resistance against oppression, progressive thinking, ghetto speakers, protesters against the colored only section to the genesisin, the frauds mixing, the contradiction, the cross, the crucifixion, the loss we took for sinning, all Easter's back inscription, that it was written, that nothing is coincidence, they took our leaders and they lynched them. to the Truth to Power show, and my name is Beverly D. and today is Friday, and this is Thomas, also known as Tudmo, is our um, guest host today, and so um, he's going to be talking about Brian Allen and the Civil Rights Act and uh, technology and all the other good stuff. How are you doing, Tudmo? I'm good, Beth. How are you? Great, great, great. Okay, I hope all is well with everyone. Um, how's your week been um, this week, Beth? I it's used been to hear you Monday and Tuesdays. I know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I've had some, some rest, but I, I got to check on Dr. X. Have you talked to uh, Dr. X? See, see how things been. No, nah, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him. You know, after the last week's show, during last mm-hmm. week's show, um, I was interrupted with a phone call, and it was from okay. my daughter who's away at college. So um, after the show, I called her, and she was um, talking about some of her, some of the you know racial incidents she's dealing with at school, going to an all you know mm. predominantly white school like most of them are. You know, so um, what school she go? It's a well, I don't know. Oh, she goes to yeah, she goes to American University in Washington D.C. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's like okay. uh, yeah, you want to study law and stuff like that. So okay, um, okay. Um, she was telling me, you know, some of the things, and I was giving her some advice, and I got a call from my mother, and my grandmother passed, so that was Sunday. I mean, a Friday, last Friday. Well, after the show, okay. so it was Saturday in the, you know, early, early morning, like, yeah. you know, one something in the morning. But so I was, um, I took off Monday and Tuesday to deal with some things with, you know, and um, I wasn't feeling quite well. Um, so, yeah. um, you know, I've I just been, um, you know, sort of down this week, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, you got a lot to deal with, and uh, I want to give you uh, my condolences for your grandmother passing. Also, oh, uh, thank you so much, Bev. Thank you. Um, great, great woman. I'm glad that you know I was able to, you know, spend 42 years with her. You know, um, okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, um, I see they back at Trump. Um, pretty typical. Um. As far as I think the Republicans, I mean the Democrats, are definitely going to um, 
is definitely going to um, impeach um, Donald Trump, but not be successful in the Senate. Um, the Republicans will block it. And it'll just be a waste of time at, at the end of the day. But uh, it's all hearsay. Um, and I guess, you know, I tell you, Bev, the court case to me that changed the world of court and how contracts, to me it tells me all contracts are void, and it's the whole system based off contracts, was the Bill Cosby case. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, he signed a contract with the district attorney, like a gag on everything. He paid, it was a settlement, you know, like how things happen when you got money and you make a backdoor deal and it just kind of goes away and, you know, uh, but they unsealed that document to put him in jail. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, you're not supposed to do that, you know? So it pretty much right. makes all contracts, it renders them all void, in my opinion. You know, like, if they could void that out, then everything they do is is, is for you know, because that's the one thing in the in the whole the system they got that's pretty much when you have equity is in contract. You know, I sign, you sign, we could go to court, we equal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it goes by the terms of that contract. But once they broke that rule, you know, it was all over for me. So um, what, what they doing to Trump with hearsay, being able to, you know, put, indict someone based off of hearsay and you don't have to, um, the ability to face your accuser, uh, all against the law, all against their contracts that they already have in place. So, you know, I, I just look at it like it is what it is. But I don't think they're going to be successful for the simple fact that the white, the majority of white people in America love them, okay? And they will have um, Billy Bob in them loading up the rifles heading to Washington, D.C. It will be, it'll be total chaos if they try that, you know, so... Um. Yeah, I don't see it happening. But uh, have you been watching well, any, any of it? Well, I've been looking at at some of it, and I mean, it's it's beyond hearsay. It's hearsay. She said. He said. Hearsay. He said. She said. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, what what I'm seeing is like it's it's nothing, you know, and. But what what it looked like to me is this is a, a a coup, but it's not a coup where you coming in with the army and because the, they know that they can't beat the United States as far as military is concerned. But this is mm-hmm. where they are uh, not going to go by no laws, no rules. They're going to make up their own laws, their own rules. That's just like somebody that just pushing their way in your house. You know, you open the door and they just push the door in and just come in. So this is what we're looking at. We're looking at a coup that's that's taken, uh, you know, right in front of our face. I agree with you 100%. Total coup right in front of our face. And based off of the fact that they could keep the, they run the press, it's so easy. You know, because yeah. they're they're constantly pushing their narrative on on all three networks. Now, Fox does have a couple of newscasters that are pro Trump, but what Trump what Fox does is they always have to sit there and debate a Democrat. So you get the other side of point of view out anyway, because they're gonna get their mm-hmm. chance to talk 
debate them. So it's it's a lose lose, you know. So uh, social media yeah. is the only reason why he's been able to last this long because they can't control Twitter. You know, he could just tweet it out, bang, 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 boom, and they don't control that narrative. He controls that narrative, and that's the one thing that he got on them is social media. Any, if, if this happened um, before Facebook and, and Twitter and all that, he would have been done. Everybody would have hated him because the news told us to. Every channel, every all the people, all the smart people said hate him. You know what I'm saying? But he controls the, they control the narrative on TV, but he controls the narrative with the tweets. And it's more people on social media than watching cable news for sure. You know, everybody's on social media. You know, so you know that's that's how I see it. Uh, as long as he keeps tweeting, they have a problem. Well, and then you got the the uh, news media, quote unquote, main media is the gun. That's what they're using for the coup. So that's their weapon that they're using. They couldn't do the coup mm-hmm. without the media. So the media is the gun, and it's more than just Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. you got people that's on YouTube, Facebook, everywhere that's showing documents. You know, telling, you know, what he's saying, backing up what he's saying, showing proof. So, yeah, it's, you know, and that's the counter gun. So you got the main media and then you got social media. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of social so that, media is, 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 is a, I mean, it's just a war. It's a coup. It's a war. That's what a coup is to me. It's a war, a takeover. So, and you got um, social but media. I, I'm like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just Go gonna ahead. say you got the social media, which is the everyday people, and the mainstream media mm-hmm. is trying to convince you that those are the people that that's the fake news over there. That's the people that's lying. You understand? But he keeps telling you they're the fake news. You know, they're the ones that's lying. You know, so. You you get the I, I'm loving how it's playing out, but you could kind of see how, why they're gonna crack down on social media very hard as soon as he's out of the White House. They're gonna they're gonna that's why they're putting all these rules. You can't say this. This is hate speech. If the algorithm picks up, you said this. You, you're kicked off for two months. You know that's why you see the rampant pickup and all of that. That's the counter the um, people that's telling the truth. Now, if you're telling the truth on social media, the truth will be rendered as a conspiracy theory. The algorithm will pick up that you're putting out that theory, and therefore they'll cancel your account and put you in Facebook jail or Twitter jail or whatever they do with Instagram or YouTube jail, and, you, they, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be silenced. You know, so that's um, one of the things they're going to be planning to do in the future to crack down because they 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 never plan for um they plan to you know they spend millions of dollars to put forth a twenty four hour news cycle and they could paint a narrative however they want it and then all of a sudden he puts out one tweet and it ended their whole news cycle. He's the news now. That tweets the news. You know the president just tweeted let's read it <laughs> and what he tweets becomes the news it killed their whole 24-hour news cycle, you know what I'm saying? So they never expected that, you know. But, you know that. So I think I just love it how it's playing out. 
Yeah, um, and I mean you know, they will shut mm-hmm. they will shut the media uh, social media down if they win. Who is to say they gonna win? Because now people are mm-hmm. starting to realize that mainstream media that's the intelligence. Those people sitting up there acting like newscasters are the intelligent agents. You know, it's all one thing. It's all one body, and people starting to see that. They're not uh, regular, mm-hmm. everyday newscasters that sitting up there. That's the fake part of it. They acting like they newscasters, but they really intelligent agents. Absolutely, but you know, the last people to figure this out is going to be black people because black people will swear about what these people say on the news. They were, well, Anderson Cooper said, I'm like, I don't care what Anderson Cooper said. He, you know, he's like, oh, you swear by these people. So, you know, it's like the white people seem to have caught on. Like, that, that's the fake news. The news is the ones that's lying to us, so they're not watching. That's why Dr. X always says their ratings are down. The only people glued to the news all doggone day is black people. You know what I'm saying? They're the only ones. I, I, like, I, I, I can't say, I can't, I, I disagree because it, it all, a lot of blacks are waking up. And I really believe that we're going to be in the forefront of this making the major change that's going on. Yeah, you got the the lower vibration blacks that's glued to the news media. They're going to be glued because their vibration is low. But you dealing with high-level vibrations, a lot of black vibrations are rising because they're waking up. So it's like in, in they, when we say that we're waking up, I mean, it's something inside of us. The true essence of who we are is waking up. So I'm not saying all black people is, is not waking in and they glued to the TV because I talk to a lot of blacks that see what's going on. They just not yeah, in my circle, in, in my circle, we know what's going on too. I'm talking about the right. average everyday person I bump into in the street, you know, who has an opinion, you know, and then they don't, you know, but either way, I totally agree. There's a bunch of us waking up, um, that's why you see all of this. So another reason why you see the crackdown on social media, uh, they don't want a lot of this information to get in our hands. So when people are putting out good information on YouTube or Facebook, when they're putting out the truth, they shut their social media site down, you know, and it's like some, some stupid reasons, and then they got to go and petition to get it back on. You know, it's a bunch of people on YouTube who I would frequently watch all of a sudden, their whole channel just disappears, you know? And uh, you click in their name, it says that page no longer exists. And then, they, you know, you'll find out they had to set up a page under another name. You know, it's hard to find out. They got to totally rebuild their following, you know, have a show with a different name, with a different logo to throw off the algorithm. But, so I'm going to figure out it's still, right, but we, you know what but I'm saying? But we got to realize with this a warfare. So they, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If you got to do that, then that's what you have to do. They, you know, we in a, mm-hmm. the warfare energy. Absolutely. I have two pages on YouTube, so you got to do what you got to do. You have to use a strategy. You have to use all different avenues. When they put Absolutely. in one roadblock, you got to be able to 
uh, know how to go around the roadblock or know how to go to the detours. That's what a detour is for. If you can't get there the way you was planning on getting there, you get there another way. So just because they put up a detour or a block, that don't mean that we're supposed to stop, especially when you're in warfare. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. But, um, yeah, a lot of people do that. They, um... They set up a bunch of YouTube channels, maybe five, six, with mm-hmm. similar names. And you so, can you leak know, them. You can, you and, can leak them. And just leave them alone. Yeah, they, they don't even put videos really up there. As soon as they shut down one, they just pop up on the other one. And, um, you know, it takes them a little while to figure out it's them. Yeah, but, yeah, got to gotta do that. Uh, and I'm going to have to do a show uh, on counter- and um, we got to do counter surveillance. If they're going to be surveilling us, we got to learn how to counter. Right. Uh, in the exactly. military, they call it counterintelligence. You know, yeah. surveillance and intelligence is the same thing. You're surveilling people to gather intelligence on them. And uh, we, we, um, a lot of people in the world right now are fighting back against the surveillance they're under, and they're using techniques that are working. Uh, like last mm-hmm. week I mentioned in Tilly. They spotted the laser pointer, the little $2 laser pointer from Amazon.com at the drone, the police drone, and it totally made them fall out the sky, you know, because somehow it couldn't pick up the frequency from the, you know, the whatever base it was based from where the people were controlling it. So simple things like that, counter surveillance, counter intelligence, because, um, you know, I remember back in the days, and of course, in this would never work in New York, where um, Hello? um I remember Did back I? in the days oh. where, back in the day where um, the the players um, the you would watch movies about like South Central Los Angeles, and I you know I'm not from there. But you see the, mm-hmm. they would call them the ghetto bird helicopters coming down and swooping down on them. And, um, you know, just shining the lights in their houses and everything. So, um, you know, all that to say, it's going to be everywhere now. Because you couldn't do that in New York with buildings. You know, you can't just spot into someone's house or something like that from a building. So, you know, it, you know, that's just how it works. Um they're going to have these drones doing it now, and um, it's just going to cause a lot of people to go to jail and get arrested who otherwise would have got away with stuff, you know. So uh, I don't know about in um, Detroit, but I know y'all will soon because y'all got mm-hmm. that um that project Greenlight with the city, uh, with the facial recognition right. and stuff. But in New York, right. when they show someone committing a crime, um, the crystal clear image that you get of the person now. It's like, I wouldn't even commit a crime. You know, you, you snatch somebody's pocketbook or something, and they put it on TV, uh, and they put it on TV, and um, all of a sudden, now they show it on the news. I mean, they got the brother Crystal Claire. It's like, you not getting away with this. You're not going to get away with this um, because um Hold on, people are bothering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not gonna get away with this because uh, the, the 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 quality of the imaging Hello? is so crystal clear that 
Um, hold on one second, please. Okay. Uh, the number y'all can call in, we have round table, and you can call in at 323-642-1586. That's 323-642-1586. Uh, and push to number one if you'd like to join the round table. And that's when we all sit around the table and we give our point of view. We all look at things from different angles, different views, and uh, we come together. That's how you brainstorm. That's how you see the picture. If I see a picture from this angle, you see it from that angle, we all put it together like a puzzle, then we are able to see uh, the big picture. So I'm going to open up a line while we're waiting on Tuck folks to come back. 404259, are you there? Greetings, Sister Beth. Good, greetings. How are you doing today? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. This is uh, Brother Rio out of Atlanta. Okay, Rio. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was just listening, and um, um, I agree with your point that it could be a, a coup um, going on on Trump. Um, but I think they also probably know what the outcome is already going to be. Um, yeah. But I also wanted to give you guys some information to see what you thought about. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, this is a news article um, that's on the web. Uh, Patriot Act renewal sneaks through Congress with Democratic support. And this was on December, I mean, excuse me, November 20th, 2019. Um, the stopgap funding bill, which postpones a government shutdown, also includes a barely noticed three-month renewal of the Patriot Act's warrantless data collection. So I, was, I just thought it was interesting that this, is, this, this impeachment um, proceedings is taking place at the same time that you know, they're trying to um, reevaluate the Patriots Act. So, you know, I think it could be a little sleight of hand, a little magic, and a little distraction as well because how many people are, are looking at this type of information? How many people are, you now, know? Do, do you know uh, much about the Patriots Act, if you could kind of enlighten us? Uh, well, I know that the Patriot Act was um, a series of acts that they – passed uh, after 9-11 that uh, pretty much gave them liberty to um, revoke people's habeas corpus um, as well as being able to detain people for an, in, excuse me, for an indefinite amount of time uh, without mm-hmm. having to notify anyone next to kin, family members, anybody. And, um, you know, they, that also gives them the right to um, wiretap and collect data on people without their knowledge, and um, and it sounds like they're trying to expand that to be able to collect more information and collect more data on people without them even being aware. And that might I don't know what parameters it could expound to. It might be DNA. Uh, it might be you know whatever whatever they can think of that they think they can use to I guess you know create an end to a means, mm-hmm. which what they always do. So mm-hmm. it looks like they're looking to expand that, and the Democrats have already pretty much signed off on it. Um, so, hmm. 
Okay. This impeachment, this, this, the impeachment proceedings at this particular time, because they've been talking about impeaching Trump since he first got in office. Why are they doing the proceedings now at this particular time? So, you know, I just want the family to be aware of that they are trying to get some legislation through while these proceedings are going on. So, you know, maybe we need to look into that to see what's going on. Um, I'm of the opinion that that this particular time, um, the voters have very little power as to what is going on in Congress. Um, so, but like Tom said, to be aware of things that are coming down the pipe, mm-hmm. we can we can put ourselves in a position to counter what it is they're yeah, trying to right. trying to lay out there. That's true. So I just wanted to get the family's thoughts on on, on that because I know that was that was that's definitely something that caught my attention. I was like, wow, okay, because mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. the Patriots had, had a possibility of ending. And you know, we can go ahead and, and get some of that either. madness off the books. I didn't know that either. So, yeah. so they extended it for how long? Uh, well, they're trying to extend it for three months. Uh, I haven't really dug okay. into the the research to see exactly what's going okay. on. Um, but that's just a highlight so that, you know, the family members can do their own research and, you know, possibly okay. bring that to the table um, even now or at a later date, you know, so it can be a topic yeah. of discussion. But just to let them know, you know, that this is in the agenda, <laughs> you know, it's, it's also <laughs> in the pipe. So they're trying to get – they might be trying to get people to look left while they do something on the right side, you know. That's what they always and, do. Yeah, we look back up and then it's something on the books and, you know, we didn't even know it. Like, oh, what you mean? Uh, y'all can go into, you know, my records. You can listen to my conversations live and, you know, start recording and then it use it, you know, in a court of law against me. And, you know, it's, well, you got to be aware so thing. we know how to conduct ourselves. Oh, go ahead, Brother Tupman. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Greetings, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for holding me down. Sorry, it was chaos <laughs> going on in my house. It wasn't me, though, but, you know, I had to mute myself. <laughs> uh, but either way, the, um, what you just said, what you left out was Republicans and Democrats all signed the door going bill to right, reenact right. the <laughs> The only bipartisan bill they've been able to pass in the last, like, 20 years where they all passed it. So I said, wow, you know, um, and, like, hey, Trump created, and Trump to me, Listen, Trump, I like him in one regard. I like the nationalism, but I said on the shows uh, with Ramon, he, Trump is the technocracy. He is the top technocrat. You know, I, I don't see him as any different in that respect. He, he's a, to, to usher in the technocratic government. You'll take anything after Trump. <laughs> People will vote anything in after Trump, trust me. Uh, but he will serve another four years. Uh, but you know, as far as the what he did was he created this part of the government called Harper, H A R P A, and it's the it's supposed to be the twin brother to DARPA, or twin sister to DARPA they call it. Um, DARPA is the Defense Advanced Project, uh, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. This is going to be the Health Advanced. Research Project Agency, Health. 
So part of this, the, what the number one thing, well, the, not the number one thing, the first thing it's being tasked with is determine who should own a gun based off of their mental competency. So um, as you see, the push through the government now, people that's mentally ill, based off of their criteria, shouldn't own a firearm. So therefore, they want to create this Brother agency. Mm-hmm. Let, me ask, let me ask you a quick question. Would yeah. do you think that do you think that can apply to a lot of the veterans that are returning um, from overseas? Absolutely, and they have PS, uh, PSD and all these types of different syndromes. Mm-hmm. But they have knowledge of how to protect or even um, you know uh, um, kind of localize and, and get a community together to put up some kind of resistance. And, you know, it seems like they can just take the weapons right out of their hands so that it can be less effective. They're going to come home, and if they had a hunting rifle, you know what? So you can get them cleared from that PTSD. You know, your rifle comes, you know. um, I think his name is Vito O'Rourke. Vito O'Rourke. He's running for president. He don't have a chance. But he's, um, he's a Democrat running for president right now. Uh, he's promoting smoking weed and skateboarding. He's like Little Wayne, you know what I'm saying? So he's he's one of the people. He and you can Google this and see him say it live on CNN, Fox, all of them. That he, if he becomes president, he will have the um, law enforcement go and remove people's firearms by force. Okay, so that's that's pretty much where they go. Yeah, he 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 out the ring. Yeah, he has no chance. But it's just the fact that people are allowing him to say it. Like, you know, okay. You know, and uh, I found out, man, people who have a license to be on, well, that's a whole, that's a law thing, man. I don't want to, you know, people going to want to argue over that one, you know. But it's true. But if you, if you, if you go get a, if you go get a gun license from the state, you know, um, you're an esquire. You know, by the law, you're okay. an esquire now. You know, you take on a title okay. and ability. Um, but you know, wow. I don't want to. You know, look up at go look up with an esquire. No, I, I can see, I, I can see that. But because don't don't we have the right to bear arms? What you need license for? There you go. And a license bear, a license arm bearer is an esquire. That's the definition of an esquire. A licensed arm bearer. Okay. Getting back to the vets, you know, we got to mm-hmm. remember who the vets are. I mean, they are trained killers. That's what the military do. They take you and they train you to become killers, and that's what they are. Well, you notice over the last... Since these wars, I say, what, 2003, they went into Afghanistan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe. But they went in Iraq first. So it was 2003, they went into Iraq, and in 2004, they went into Afghanistan. Um, ever since then, there's been a lot of movies, and you know how they run everything through their propaganda, Hollywood, um, where right. they're pretty much telling you that the troops are crazy that's coming back. 
Uh, though you know these troops coming back, you know they should, you know they're they're ministers to society. Um, let's just say this way: you had the the, the Chris Cow, who was that American something man? What was the name of that movie? It was a book. We read the book, but um, shucks, man, his his name was Chris Cow. He was an American sniper, or something like that. He was the sniper, oh, you know, yeah. over there killing all the people. Saw the movie. Yeah, him, you had that movie, you know, he came back and he couldn't adjust to society and they was playing um, live shot kill games and he got killed by one of his, you know, French soldiers who had PTSD, you know, then you had another movie with um, Tom Cruise, man, John, it's a name, like, man, I'm not good with these names of these movies, I'm John something, um, John Wick or something like that. Well, either way, uh, yeah, I remember that. And the, the one of the guys who was in the military came home, and he was trained, and he just started killing people on a killing spree. And they came to find out it was he was set up by another dude from the military, and they both was in the Iraq War. But they been put propagandizing that these people are dangerous. You know, they're coming home with these, and they have this PTSD, and they got these guns, and they're gonna be shooting people. They've been saying that for a long time. In fact, every, all these mass shootings, how many of them do they have a military background? I say about eighty percent of them. Mm, you know, even, good point. Even the even the brother, um, Micah Johnson, Micah X, who shot the cops down in Dallas, they show him in a military outfit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So even the brother who was the DC sniper, even though yeah. that's before then, they, right. he was that's a military what I was thinking guy. Of who came back, but I'm talking about um, Micah X. This was after they shot Philando Castile on Facebook Live in, the, uh, in front of the, the girl, and she taped the whole thing where the cop just shot him when he was trying to show him the gun license. You know, he was an Esquire. And um, the, um, the, the other brother got shot down in Baton Rouge on his back. So then the, they had a march down in Dallas, the Black Lives Matter march. And then they just showed the the cops getting shot in the head while they, you know, um, and they blew the dude up with a, a robot. Um, either way, man, these people, bro, he's the first guy, you know. And then they show a picture with, of him with Professor Griff and try to tie the whole conscious community into the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was crazy how they did it. And then after that, they put out the DIE list, and it's all yeah, the, black identity extremists, yeah. Yeah, it's all the Nuwapian groups, the Moorish groups, the, the Moors. The, the Hebrew, it's, yeah, it's like all the conscious crew. I'm like, what's the thing? You know what I'm saying? But check this out. Maryland Transit Police, fair skipping sweeps finally ruled unconstitutional. Over the past four years, Baltimore Maryland commuters have been subjected to mass Maryland Transit Authority police fair skipping sweeps. Their police officers and fair um, fair enforcement officers on every train all day long, or they're on all all the trains, says the MTA administrator, Paul Consort. Now, we had these over here sometimes, um, but this is more like in New Jersey. In New Jersey, if you want to get on the train, you buy the ticket on the platform, and then you got to stick it in the machine, and it puts the stamp on it with the date and the time. And you, that ticket's good for two hours, and you just catch the train. Now, they have these people come on 
you know, they come on and make sure you got a ticket. If you don't have a ticket with the stamp in the right time and date, then they pull you off the train and the state troopers give you a ticket to show up in court and pay, you know, this fine or whatever for, for scare fit. Um, so either way, oh, in New York, they must, the cops stick toothpicks in the, um, I've seen this, right? They'll stick toothpicks in the, um, Metro card swiping thing. So your Metro card won't go through. And then they only have Metro card machines around, right? So they'll all not take money, right? So you'll just be like, man, I got to walk two blocks to the next thing to pay for a ticket. I could just hop the turnstile. They're right there waiting for you. And they, they do that on purpose. Make a thousand arrests a day doing it. You know, and they do, I've seen them do this at Rockefeller Center where they unplug all the Metro card machines and they just got like two, three undercover cops there. So you got to walk from 50th Street all the way to 47th Street to get a ticket. And most people like, man, after they worked all day, they're not doing that. And they catch you hopping. Everybody hopping. Old ladies, everybody going to jail. <laughs> got the ring filled <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, either way, uh, MTA police, this is in Baltimore, even went so far as to create fair, sweet monk. A transit police boasted it would help care that, uh, catch um, fair-skipping commuters. Okay? Now, this is what struck me as important here. According to their own website, MTA strategic programs designed to offer the utmost protection by constructing video surveillance of commuters and weekly and weekly fair skipping sweeps. They have uniform police and plain clothes unit, detective unit, visible intermodal prevention responsive teams called Viper, video surveillance team, bike bicycle patrol teams, motorcycle motorcycle patrol teams, canine officer units drug-sniffing dogs, homeland security drills, weekly zone enforcement unified sweep. In 2006, um, 2017, MTA expanded their weekly zone to include every commuter. So now every commuter going on their train, they have on camera by, um, swiping their ticket. So they know who they're going to catch when they get on the train before they get there now. You get what I'm saying? It's not a guess. not... They not got. They don't have to say. Let me see your ticket. They just go come in and say you didn't test. You get what I'm saying? You know, all using facial recognition technology in Baltimore on the train stations, and they've been doing this since 2017 and didn't tell nobody until now. They're getting sued and it's been unconstitutional. Um, Corporal Latoya Russell testifies that passengers are not allowed to leave the train while the inspections are conducted. Any passenger who refuses is unable to produce their um, and unable to produce their fare ticket is um, off, it, off the train directed to police officers on the platform to receive the citation. And they do that in Jersey. When their fare catches come on, you can't leave. They stand by the doors. Everybody got to show their tickets. You know, tickets, 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 tickets. And you got to put your ticket up and they just look at it, look at the date, look at the time. You know, but either way, they don't even have to do that anymore. It's like, wow, you know, this is the future of policing. You know, it's going to be done for them uh, already. Um, either way, um, that that was pretty much what struck me in this article because I've, you know, seen this before, and I just said, wow, that's amazing. That um, just like you could go into an Amazon store 
and just put stuff in your bag and walk out the store and they charge your Amazon Prime account. Now you <laughs> they do the same thing on the train. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got all that going on. All right, you have another one. Cop puts GPS tracker on man's car and charges him with theft for removing it. Warwick County, Indiana. What would you do if you found a creepy device attached to your car that looked like something used to track you? Would you simply leave it there, or would you go about your business of removing it? Well, I would remove it. So did a man in Indiana choose the former to remove it. It turned out to be a GPS tracker because it was placed there by the police. This man is now being charged with theft. He, he's now fought the case all the way to the state Supreme Court. 2012, it has been unlawful for police departments to attach GPS tracking devices to vehicles without first obtaining a warrant. Sorry to turn the page here. Um, the Warwick County Sheriff's Office legally obtained a warrant and placed GPS tracker on Derek Curry's car in July of 2018. Warwick County Sheriff officers suspected Curry to be a drug dealer, so they began tracking his every move. But after a week, Curry discovered the GPS device and removed it. One week later, the GPS device stopped signaling its location. When police went to retrieve the device from Curry's vehicle, it was missing. Police obtained a search warrant and Curran's re- to, for Curran's residence, alleging that it was a probable cause they believed that he committed a theft by committing the device. They were issued the warrant. The police did find the device inside, inside Curran's home. They also found methamphetamine, drugs, and paraphernalia. He was subsequently charged with dealing meth and theft of a GPS device. After his arrest, Curran moved to have his evidence suppressed, citing it was the legal nature of the search because the police never had probable cause to put the um, to believe it was theft of the of the GPS device. It could have simply just fell off his car. Cameron's defense argued the device could have simply fell off or just malfunctioned. They had no right to obtain a search warrant to search his house, therefore throwing out the evidence of the drugs as well. So he's going all the way to the Supreme Court. Could you imagine finding a GPS device under your car? And, and say, I don't think I'm going to leave it there because it might be the police. I'm going to throw that thing in the river. Like, are you serious? And then right. they can charge you. So, <laughs> so the question uh-huh. becomes, was it actually in his house? Because I'm like yeah, you. Why Why would you keep something like that in your house? Because it could also be a listening device. It could be have a whole lot of different features in there that you don't necessarily want in your house. Why would you do that? This wasn't the brightest crayon in the box, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, let, me, let me open uh, up this other line, Tecmo, before you go. go ahead. Let me open this other line. Uh, 301 318. 301? Yeah, how you doing, Miss? Yeah, how you doing? Great, great, great. Peace. How you doing, Miss Bell? How you doing, Miss? Oh, well, I, I, I want to. Uh, how you doing? I'm blessed. How you doing? Well, I, I really, I, I, can I talk about like uh, what uh, I know it's not related to uh, today's topic, but I, I 
I want to address about uh, what um, Twist Moose was saying, what, like a couple of weeks ago regarding um, the, um, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, what's that, uh, uh, what's that topic, you, the Club of Rome or, or, uh, or the Green Agenda and all that? What, you, what, what, yeah. Yeah, I want to, I, I want to talk about that. Last um, week, yeah. Yeah. The population. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, what I want to want to I'm, I'm I'm calling from Maryland. So what I want to say okay. is, uh, these people these people don't they don't choose they don't choose these words by by accident. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, we got to look at things beyond the literal uh, expression like expression like when they say global warming, they're talking about something else. But they that's like for me. Based on uh, you know so many lectures I listened to, you know Bobby Hammond and Bobby, 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 uh, Panic and oh you name it, that uh, 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 Lali Africa, so much, even even you guys you know so it's a lot of you know so these these people are using code words, so we can't get stuck on the, on the literal expression when they talk about uh, 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 global warming where. Uh, so, so basically, what they're saying is because something, if something is warm, that means it's a threat. It's a threat. It's a threat for what? It's a threat because it's heating up. If something is heating up, it's a threat. So basically, they're talking about uh, 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 some kind of uh, forces is warming up. So, but 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 they're saying the literal the literal ex- ex- expression is though might be uh, fake. But in a cult language, it's true. These people are losing the war. And a lot of people are waking up because we have shows like Truth to, Truth to, Truth to Power shows. and so many shows out there. And a lot of people are waking up because we, we are in the age of information. A lot of people are waking up. And it uh, doesn't matter uh, black or white. It doesn't even matter sometimes. You know? So uh, it's like movies like uh, The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. It's the Force they're talking about is uh is the uh it's the force it's, they made a movie about it the force awakens they're talking about the force is this force is awakening is waking up so uh, we need to suppress it so that's exactly what they're talking about so basically these people they're trying to work or uh, they're working on to suppress it so of course if if that's the uh the little uh excuse they they saying so the the what is hitting up is the uh the awakening of the Kundalini energy, uh, in a cult perspective, uh, where we people people are waking up with this vital information, trying to be free, and if you want to go back, to, you know, try to enslave humanity back to, to uh, to the slave mode. Uh, so if you guys notice, uh, talk about the they, and then they say the green the green movement and that green, if you. Uh, no, if, I don't know if you are exposed to a cult information where they say the greens are supposed to represent the heart chakra. So the heart chakra is supposed to be love, and, um, and so uh, um, when they say the heart chakra, so they keep saying the heart chakra, uh, which Doctor Lalila Africa said it's not about the energy center. So we don't, we're not even supposed to get stuck on the heart chakra because the heart is supposed to be. Love and compassion for humanity and stuff like that. That's why they are they are they, they're pushing on this love and love and love love love. Let's get together with humanity. Da, 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 da. So 
So, so, so the green, an occult perspective, is supposed to be the heart chakra. So they want us to be stuck on the heart chakra. But we're talking about beyond the heart chakra. We're talking about the pure light. Uh, uh, when, 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 we, when we have the pure uh, uh, spectrum, which is the, the pure light, which is the, uh, the higher uh, high aspect, the higher vibration, which is pure light, which is beyond the, uh, the LGBT rainbow colors. So I just want to say, uh, Brother Sutmus, what you're saying is true. Uh, what you're saying is absolutely true. But as these people are beyond, these people are using these words. Not, not, it's not by accident. They know what they're doing. They know what they're talking. They, they know. They know what they're after. They're after. They said they try. They are trying to suppress uh, uh, the awakening of the people uh, by uh, these uh, catastrophic events, which is go back to saying going back to the same thing, which is religion. Somebody going to save you. They're going to be the saviors. They're going to be, the, you know, trying to save humanity with the green and all this. They save the planet Earth. They save this. They save that. So it's sort of about, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just want to say it's, 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 it's deeper than that. So they, they didn't choose that word by accident. That's why I just want to say that. You know, I just want to ex- point that out. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, I, and and I, was, I believe mm-hmm. in what you say. That got a lot to do with it, yeah. Yeah, they no, don't do anything by accident. It's all a cult. Um, I think Brother Eddie will show you how the numbers um, even come into play with that, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But this is now this this article I was just reading. This is from Maryland as well. So this would be affecting you if you catch um, mass transportation anywhere down there. Um, how do you feel about? Them being able to use facial recognition technology to identify oh, yeah. fear, fear okay, definitely what they do right now, brother. Uh, uh, I, I, I use, I use, you know, I use, you know, Montgomery County, Montgomery County is one of the best counties that you want to live if you live in Maryland because they got buses everywhere. So what they do right now is they have Wi-Fi everywhere. Every bus stop you stop to, they got a Wi-Fi. So basically, you don't need no internet. <laughs> so basically, they're telling you you can get on the Wi-Fi. So, so this um, this internet, uh, this internet agenda, uh, though you know, a lot of people want to, they might think it's a good thing. Of course, it might be, you know, it's everything has a good and bad. So what they're doing is they're trying to promote this. Uh, everybody want to get locked, get locked on on this, this internet, this metric. Like you got to get locked in into this metric. So. The smartphone is the greatest thing that they, they ever came up with. So every bus stop is a Wi-Fi. Uh, every bus stop is a Wi-Fi. So if, if, if you turn your Wi-Fi on, if you don't turn it on, you automatically get connected. So you, you be tracked. Everywhere you go, you be tracked. Yeah, we, got the, we got the same thing in New York. They got this city link oh, yeah. you at all the, you every track. other corner. Oh, but yeah. when you use it, you're giving them permission to access all the information inside your phone. They have your pictures, they exactly. have your your text messages, your emails, yeah. all the stuff exactly. in your phone. They're able to look at your bank account, whatever you got there. Oh, yeah. oh, um for sure, definitely. brother. Um but um the 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 whole thing in Baltimore, which is you know, strikes me is first thing is you spend all this money for this facial recognition technology. 
but you're not spending it to fix the city up. You know, it's, yeah. it's like the agenda is off. Um, but the, the article goes on to say that there is a chance. Um, there's a Supreme Court justice um, who um, who says that he he's pretty much doesn't feel like that. He said, if I found something under my car that didn't belong to me, I'm gonna throw it in the garbage. Like you know, I don't I don't agree with this. So when it goes to the Supreme Court in um, Philadelphia, I mean in Baltimore, Maryland, um, we'll see what happens with this whole thing. Um, but you know. I just think that this is this is just proof, you know, one, all this stuff is going to go through the black cities first. So they're rolling it out in Detroit. They're rolling it out in Baltimore. I'm sure New Orleans, Atlanta. Um, in fact, I got one article that shows that, um, in fact, if I ask y'all what's the most surreal city in the United States as far as cameras, You'll probably say New York, Los Angeles, or Chicago, but it's Atlanta. And why would they have more cameras, facial recognition cameras in Atlanta than any other city in this country, other than the fact that it's a mecca for black people? You know what I'm saying? It's a hub for, um, you know, um, it's also the largest um, uh, airport in the world, well, in the United States, rather. So a hub for people to come in. Get laid over, flight has to get off the plane. Now they got you on camera, you know, and they can recognize you and things of that nature. So um, this this whole uh, surveillance thing and uh, all this stuff that's surveilling us is killing us. We all know that. You know, our cell phone is surveilling us. We know that's no good for us, but we use it every day. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Blair was telling us to buy diaries for them, you know, almost 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It seems like. So, um. You know, it's a lot going on uh, with that whole thing. Um, I got another article here. Google confirms Android camera security threat. Hundreds of millions of users affected. The security research team at Checkmarks has made something of a habit of uncovering alarming vulnerabilities with past disclosures um, uncovering Amazon's Alexa and Tinder, now they found vulnerabilities in the Google camera in both the Google phone and the Samsung smartphones. Now, just to put that in perspective, Samsung is the world's largest smartphone maker, um, you know, by quite a few million. It's not even really that close. Um, so if I have a Samsung phone, I mean, Either way, Samsung smartphones with the potential to impact hundreds of millions of Android users, the biggest to date. What did the researchers discover? They found a way for an attacker to take control of your smartphone camera apps and remotely take pictures, record video, spy on your conversations by recording them as you lift your phone to your ear, identify your location, and more. All performed silently in the background with the user not even knowing. The vulnerabilities themselves allow a rogue applicant to grab input from the camera, microphone, as well as GPS location, all remotely. With Checkmark's researchers, they, they, what they did was created a tax scenario that abused Google's camera application, its bypass, and all permissions. They did this by creating a malicious app that exploited the most common requested permissions, storage access, 
etc. Malicious apps running on the Android smartphone can read the SD card that's lying. So that SD card where you store extra data, your pictures and stuff that you don't want tying up all your your megabits and stuff, that they could hack that as well. Um, so this is important to me because uh, one, who is you know, they, if, if some random people could create an app, I mean, come on, they could just do this. I mean, like, they, this is, what, what what information are they getting from us? What are we giving them? You know, every time you pick your phone up, you don't know if it's taking a picture of you or not. It could, you know, um, it could take a picture. It can look at the pictures you've taken uh, all from a distant, you know, place. Now, Google itself, uh, if y'all ever seen a pixel that's the name of their smartphone. It's called the Google Pixel. It's by far the best camera on all smartphones. It has movie quality camera. Like if you they they got you know videos on YouTube where you're shooting a video with the most expensive camera you could get a Canon or you know a, a Nikon, whatever their top of the line brand is, and this one cell phone makes better videos of just as good quality as their phone does, I mean, as their camera does. You know, and this is just a phone, but how it works is it has a regular camera lens, but it has this software that clears things up, that enhances certain things. So it picks up, oh, that's a doorknob in the back, so they're going to make the doorknob stand out. You know, they could pick up shadows, make the shadows a little darker. You know, it's all doing that using software, artificial intelligence that's built into the camera. So pretty much what they're saying is through that camera app that, that's already existing and um, Google has the, that app. They sell it to a lot of third-party vendors like Samsung, like Huawei, uh, probably not Huawei anymore, but Oppo, Vivo, all these other major phone dealers that you don't even see in the United States all have to buy this application from at, um, Google because they run on Android software, all of them can have their camera hacked at any time. Hundreds of millions of people, if not billions. I would say probably over a billion people right now, they can hack your camera and um, in your audio, your video, anytime they want to, um, on your cell phone, without you knowing. And um, right now they're saying that people could do this on the streets, not just the government, not just the spy, just the regular Tom, Dick, or Harry. You know, what y'all think about that? Well, we have no privacy. Everything goes to the cloud anyway, so Mm -hmm. we just have to learn how to do, like, the the deep, what's that, the uh, dark web. We we just got to learn how to counter everything. That's all. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because what I thought is... I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> That's what I thought. I said, man, I need to learn these people who know how to do this. If, if regular people could do this, I could hack someone's phone. Like, you know, that, that's what my thought is. Um, you know, uh, but I thought that was um quite crazy. Um, this think one here, invest in the, mm-hmm. um, those little mylar bags that you can supposedly put your your phones or your credit cards in. That uh, block the frequency so people can't can't read them or access them without you, uh, I guess, just pulling them out. I mean, like, uh, ain't no one hundred percent 
secure thing, but, you know, I guess as long as you walking around with it until you pull it out, you know, be as secure as you can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, with, uh, uh, let, let me mm-hmm. open another line up, Chuck Mo. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Let's see. 470 269. 470 269. Yeah, good, uh, good evening, everybody. What's up, Brother Tutmos? This is Brother Tommy. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, good evening uh, Beverly D. Sister Beverly D. Good evening. Good evening, good Brother Brio. What's up, Brother Tommy? How you doing, Brother? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. Uh, brother Thomas, what I, what I wanted to kind of say to the, the what you were just saying about uh, the surveillance, you know, because, every you know, everything really is about data. And I think that we, you know, kind of need to pay more attention to data. And data itself is a business and is used to run the businesses that are having success and understanding what data does and having ways to bring in data is enabling them to control uh, the scene and the scenario a lot stronger because now they have uh, data that that pretty much shows patterns of everything, how people are thinking, what people are buying, how much money people are making. So, you know, um, uh, different things that they're using, you know, so they they have an understanding based off of this major data that they can can put together plans and ideas and concepts for control at a higher and deeper levels because they have so many mechanisms to collect data on everything that you're doing. So how can they not clearly overstand you? And when they clearly overstand you based off the data of the habits that you're showing them, it's very easy for them to plan how to control you and dominate you through the collection of this data through many different ways. So my reason for bringing this up was I think we need to be more into data and interpreting data, selling data, collecting data. You know, like you said, some apps are literally just data collection ports. That's all they are, you know, for the, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I think they understand the data and the use of it a lot better than we do. And, and they use it to implement the technology game that we're all talking about. What you think about that, brother, brother Tetmos? Oh, I agree with you, brother. I agree with you 100%. I think that um, they are collecting um, massive. I think we had this conversation when we was talking about an app, and I was like, man, if you could just build an app that people just want to use and just extrapolate all the data, you know, that, that, right. that doesn't even matter if you have any thing to sell, you know, I mean, I think that's what Facebook and all of them are showing you that they have, they're not selling you nothing, you know what I'm saying, but they collected all your right. data and they billion dollar corporations and you're like, how do they get Absolutely. rich? They don't tell you. Yeah, so yeah, data is the key of uh, the most valuable data they could collect on you and uh, is, is your biometric data and this is um, mm-hmm. very important because you know, the regular data they could collect on you, your habits, you know, that that's your behavioral data. 
Um, that's why they want they could target you with certain ads and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. once they have your biometric, your your personal data, we're giving it away. We got on our smartwatch. It's telling them our blood pressure, our temperature. You know, they know if we walked up steps or down steps. They know our walking habits. Now they're starting to know our physical, you know, attributes. You know, oh, man, he doesn't have a strong heart. He doesn't have, you know, this guy doesn't have, you know. Right. They can tell this with all your biometric data. Um, you put your thumbprint on the machines. Um, uh, Samsung's latest phone, it reads the thumbprint before it gets there. It picks up your aura. You know what I'm saying? That's how right. good it is now. So it, it's getting to the point where once they could get that aspect of it down, um, they're really going to, you know, be really pinpoint, able to pinpoint um, it, it with, with the 5G, with the ability mm-hmm. to alter, alter your, 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 your health. You know what I'm saying? They already know you got a bad health, a heart. They already know you got asthma. You know, they could just target right. you with a little... With a little um, tweak in your temperature, that's gonna cause this to happen, or you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, exactly. we get to that point, brother. We get to that point. Man. But I, I'm glad. Yeah, you yeah. And here I, because I, I was gonna talk about this civil rights thing, and I know that generally okay. when I bring this topic up, you and Brother Rio don't agree with me um, <laughs> as far as civilian status. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, uh, go ahead, brother. What were you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you good. I'm right with you. I, I, I definitely want to go to the next topic on that as well. But before we left the, the one about data, I just, I mean, I, I'm just saying a lot of times we talk about uh, businesses that we can get into. That's definitely one we need to get into because we also can use that same data, first of all, to defend ourselves in different ways because the data will show us certain trends and how certain things are affecting us and certain things that we're doing that may not be beneficial to us. If we have an aggregate or understanding of, of, of those patterns, then maybe we can start implementing things that can change them by showing people, hey, these, you know, the actual data itself that is showing, these are the areas in which we are failing. You see what I'm saying? And then maybe the collecting of data, to, people are, are literally just selling data, selling data as a service. So we could figure out ways to collect our own data points that show significance to different things that we think are important, whether it be like some people have collected African-American, you know, so-called African-American abortion rates, you know what I'm saying? But there's many aspects of our lives that we need to quantify so we can clearly understand it a little bit better. And and, and that is uh, valuable within itself. True. The value of data, like, at the exchange, um, if you look, and I would t- I tell people, man, I would buy this stock if I had the money. And they look at me like I'm crazy, but it's not making any money. It keeps going down like it's going down for a reason. They want it. They get their people to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Because they got the um, Uber stock. And I, I'm doing doing the research I do. I know Uber got more data collection than, than, than anybody in the world. So I'm like, man, this is for a lot. Like, they got so much data. They got trillions of dollars worth of data. They didn't even put in algorithms yet. And they, go, they know your driving habits. Everybody who's driving an Uber, they know how you think when you're driving now. You know what I'm saying? What routes you're taking. You know, how much you're 
all that data they have, I'm like, that's a gold mine. Man. This company's a trillion-dollar company, and they don't see it. I'm like, man, wait until you get driverless cars. Where you think they're going to buy the the algorithms that the car drives off of from? The Uber is set up to sell them the package to make your car drive like their car. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do it yourself for it. Just put the install our software in your car, <laughs> and it's just going to go, you know? But they not right. you know. Go ahead, brother. But they the experts. I'm just, I'm just facility. So I like, I, 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 you know, brother Thomas. Go ahead. With you saying that, because I know you're not on social media. Um, I'm just getting back nope. on Facebook. But yeah. on Facebook, they have a lot of stories of Uber, Lyft as well, but mainly Uber, uh, of Uber drivers uh, fueling this current. Uh, sex trafficking uh, trend that's on the uptick. So you got Uber drivers that have been uh, picking up, or supposed Uber drivers. I don't know what's going on, but they got Uber drivers who've been picking up uh, females and uh, you know trying to take them to warehouses or unmarked vans or you know just different routes from normal or even following the routes that's on the actual phone that they're supposed to be following, and you know, to the point where these these women, you know, said that they they get to a particular point, you know, at a stop line or, or uh, some somewhere, and they, and they jumping out the cars and they running for their life. But with you saying that, you know, people might be trying to buy into the Uber stock, you know, that leads to an agenda that could possibly be out there. You know, to help drive the stock down, people purchase it, and then you know it goes, it shoots right back up. Cause that's I heard I, that uh, that's how I heard that's how um, Jay Z became a billionaire with his investment in Uber. Mm, didn't know that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure about Jay Z. I know that Nas, uh, he's invested in Lyft. And that made him quite a hefty amount of money. And I'm looking at the two stocks, and Lyft is like much higher than Uber. And I'm thinking they not they don't even have a like a, a, a automated driving package or nothing that they have. Like I don't see it other than like what you just said. They driving that price down so they can get the people in. And uh, only the number one city as far as surveillance in the United States. I told y'all was Atlanta. Atlanta is also the number one city in the Western world for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Higher than any any Caribbean island, any South American country, Atlanta was number one in the whole Western world. It was up there with like Thailand. What did they say about like, Detroit? Did that, was Detroit, Detroit on the list? Because I heard it. The it's only, heavy here. The only too. American city in the top ten was Atlanta. For All trafficking. the rest was in Asia. Sex trafficking, sex trafficking, human sex trafficking, uh, mostly um, prostitution. Uh, and, and once again, so when he said that they're doing that, Uber drivers are setting people up. It doesn't surprise me, you know what I'm saying? But if you're an Uber driver and let's just say you pick someone up, right, and, you know, they, they know that. Because when you get use Uber, I don't know if you ever used it, it shows you the driver in the car. You know, so you see the the red Camry pull up to your house and Jose's in it. Right. And they jump in the car and it, they they take you and traffic you somewhere. 
like I said, Uber's a Uber's a data collection company. They know every turn you made. They know exactly where exactly. you are at all times. So they're gonna be able to and, pinpoint and what, a lot of that stuff right back to the driver. Exactly. Because they're gonna know exactly where you took the person. Mm-hmm. What they saying? When you call Uber, you can sit there and watch your Uber driver come to you. You can see him right there on mm-hmm. the road coming right to you. What, what they were saying in the articles is that when the Uber drivers come up, um, they have to hit uh, start trip in order for Uber to be able to track them. So what they saying what was was occurring was after the Uber drivers picked up the um, the, the, the client, they would hit cancel so that the information would not be recorded from Uber. Mm. Even though yeah. it seems well, to me they would still they would still have the information on who was supposed to pick the person up. But I mean they do. Yeah, I think to So me, that's like, what I'm saying. It it ain't it ain't completely adding up. Uber just covering themselves because, you know they that some of that stuff is supposed to be if they went with a warrant, <laughs> trust me, we would get them that information, boy. You think they just tracking you when you put Star Trek, man? They tracking you when you off-duty. <laughs> you know, they never stop it. They got it in your car. It's always on. You know, as long as the GPS is ticking, they ponging you, ponging you, ponging you, ponging you. Every time you go somewhere to hit a pole, a telephone pole, boom, they know where you at. Next one, boom, they know where you at. You know, it's, man. But that's sad, man. I I fear for my daughter if she catches Uber a lot. And I'll be like, be careful. You know, oh, but it's Uber. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, but I see things on TV and I hear things about don't just trust people, you know. You know, know where you're going. Pay attention, you know, things like that because it's dangerous, you know, uh, messing with Uber. Uh, are y'all familiar with the state of Missouri verse? Celia, a slave case. No, what's it pertaining to? All right, so state of Missouri versus Celia, C-E-L-I-A, a slave. This was a famous case in 1855 uh, where a slave, a female, by the name of Celia, she didn't have a last name, um, she was being um, raped by her owner. Uh, her owner had a wife, and, you know, according to the story, his wife passed, and he had five or six male slaves, so he decided he needed a woman. So he went and got him a female slave, and um, he, you know, purchased her, built her a little house next to the big house, and he would go down there when he wanted to and slept with her, you know, get, you know, so she had two or three kids by the slave master. And uh, one day, um, I guess she got involved with one of the male slaves. And he told her, listen, if you're going to still be with the slave master, I ain't going to be with you no more. You know, you better start telling him no. So she decided she wasn't going to let him, you know, rape her anymore. So she started fighting him off. And he would still come down and try to sleep with her. She made it clear, oh, I don't want no more relationship with you. So uh, one night he went in there to rape her. And she killed him. So she goes to court. So the rule, the state um, rule is that a woman has a right to protect herself if she's in violation of being raped. 
but being that this was a black woman and a slave, they um rooted against ruled against her, and they pretty much said a black woman doesn't have the rights to control her body in the United States of America, and a slave doesn't have a right to say no to their master when he's asking for sexual advances. So that a couple of weeks later, this lady was hung in front of the whole city. Right, that's 1855. Um, 1857, you got Dred Scott. Dred Scott sues his master, or former master. He wants his freedom, and the Supreme Court tells them a nigger has no rights that a white man has to uphold in the United States of America. You know, a black person has no rights. Okay, so at this point in time, we have a woman who has no rights and a man who has no rights in America. And we're in the year 1857. So you don't got a right for freedom of speech. You ain't got a right for freedom of press, freedom of religion, right to due process. None of that. Okay, (laughs) You, you, you ain't got no rights. Okay, so of course, the United States has a um, a civil war. Um, the reason why is always going to be up for debate. You know, I have my reasons why I think they had it. Other people have theirs. I don't think it was the end slavery. I think it was to be um, part of the broader global community. There's no way I'm doing business in a free market with a country that could produce all their products with slavery, and I got to pay my workers. You understand? So I'm not going to get involved in business with the United States. If I'm Britain or France or Germany or somebody, why would I get involved with you? I can't compete with you. You got free labor. I got to pay people. I got to I gotta build stuff. And, uh, and for every hour these people work, I got to pay them. And you just got people working 10 hours a day barefoot for nothing. So you have that whole thing coming on, which is why I believe, um, Abraham Lincoln passed the Emancipation Proclamation, right? 1863, I believe. And um, the Emancipation Proclamation, so-called, emancipated the slaves only in states that fought against the, the Union states. If you were from the South or Midwest and you didn't fight in the war, you kept your slaves just as it was. It didn't end all slavery. It just in the slavery in the states where you had belligerents fighting against the United States government, per se, um, the Union. Okay? So, as a result of this war, several other conflicts in 1864, you have the first Geneva Convention, okay? It defines the basis on which the rest of the rules of international law for protection of victims of armed conflicts. After first, the first treaty was adopted in 1864. So just to put this in perspective, okay, the United States doesn't have, per se, slaves. What they have is a bunch of prisoners of war being forced to, into slavery. People who are fighting against them, the so-called Indians, the black people who are already here, who were fighting against the white people for hundreds of years, okay, in armed conflicts to the point where now 
they finally have this law passed. Yo, y'all can't treat them people like that. Yo, they prisoners of war. You can't just lock them up to be slaves. You can't just um, kill them when you want to. You can't just hang them. You know, what, what y'all doing over there? You know, we, so they passed these, this first Geneva Convention, 1864, okay? It's uh, the, the 1864 Geneva Convention was instituted at a critical period in European political and military history. Elsewhere, the American Civil War had begun raging in 1861 and would ultimately claim between 750 and 900,000 lives. Between the fall of Napoleon's Battle of Waterloo and his nephew's Italian campaign in 1859, European had, Europe had been in mostly peace time, but yet they had another conflict. So they're having this conflict in Europe, um, also in the United States, as it says, and they're trying to figure out, okay, people are being killed, you know, you catch the enemy soldiers, you just gun them down, you know, you can make them work for you. You know, this isn't how we want to do things anymore. You know, so they passed this Geneva Convention, 1864. Okay. Um, very important is the following year, 1865, the United States passes the 13th Amendment. Okay. The 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution which supposedly abolished slave slavery. Um, neither slave nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Okay? So, a lot of people think that this pertains to black people, but it doesn't. Because you had white slaves too Black people was prisoners of war Our freedom came with the Geneva Convention This 13th Amendment freed the indentured servant Right? Because we already know Based off Facilia, The women ain't got no rights So this amendment don't apply to us The first amendment don't apply The second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh None of them apply to us We don't have any rights in this country And the men don't have rights. Dred Scott already proved that. So this 13th Amendment says in the text that neither slavery nor voluntary servitude, except for punishment of crime, whereof the party shall be duly prevented, shall exist within the United States or place the subjects of their jurisdiction. Okay? Well, who's under their jurisdiction at this time? We're not citizens. Only people that could be under the jurisdiction of the United States are citizens of the United States. Okay? So the United States has a big problem now because now white people are saying, wait a minute, we could be held as slaves if we get caught committing a crime? You could put us in servitude? Well, what about them niggas? What y'all going to do to them? And they like, man, we don't got no, they don't got no rights. Man, they better have something. You know, we could be slaves and they can't. How is going to happen? So they said, okay, under pressure, they passed the Civil Rights Act of 1866, two years later. Okay? Which states, be it enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled, that all powers born in the United States and not subject to any foreign power 
excluding Indians, non-taxed, are hereby declared citizens of the United States. And such citizens of every race or color, without regard to any previous conviction of, of, of slavery or involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime whereof the party shall be duly corrected, shall have the same right in every state and territory of the United States. Don't that sound like the 13th Amendment? kind of does. So they had to add that in here because they had to give us that same right specifically. Okay? In any state or territory in the United States to make and enforce contracts, to sue, to be party, or to give evidence, to inherit, purchase, lease, sell, hold, or convey real property, personal property, to full equal benefits or protection of laws preceding the security and person of the property as enjoyed by white citizens, shall be subject to the like punishment, pains, penalties, to none other, any law, statutes, ordinance, regulation, or custom, to the contrary, with notwithstanding. Okay, so that's the Civil Rights Act of 1866. You could pull that up and look at it, look at the PT, PDF, uh, put um, Civil Rights 1866 text. And then when you pull it up, a lot of they don't want you to see this this act. It's very hard to find this act on the internet. You can't just do it with a simple Google search. They're going to tell you their interpretation of the act, but they're not going to show you the words so you can read them yourself. So they passed this act in 1866, and of course, white people are mad now. You know why? Because this made us United States citizens. Okay. And you, white people are not United States citizens at this time. They're citizens, okay? They're United States citizens. is created with this act for niggers, for black people, okay? So they could put us under the same status but not add under the same status. But these don't white people at this time. They're not the brightest crayons in the box. They don't like it. We want to be U.S. citizens too, so the United States said, okay. So they passed the 14th Amendment. This is for white people. We already got this protection under the Civil Rights Act. Text of the 14th Amendment. All persons born and naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof, are citizens of the United States and for the state wherein they reside. Isn't that the same thing that just said in the Civil Rights Act? I mean, why would they have to write it twice? You know, so now they make these people citizens. 14th Amendment citizens, they become. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges and immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive a citizen of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within the jurisdiction of equal protection of the law. The same exact text that's in the 13th Amendment and the 14th Amendment it's in the Civil Rights Act already. So they don't need to write it twice unless this doesn't pertain to us. This pertains to white people. So now they become citizens too, which makes them liable for the debt. Okay? So under the status of a civilian, if you look up the word civilian, it tells you one, first thing is you should know Roman law, which is civil law. You don't know that. You know, you're, you're pretty much screwed as, as we're learning. If you don't know the law, you, you're pretty much screwed, right? And how much of this stuff are we untangling by learning the law? Another 
The legal definition of a citizen, however, is a non-enemy combatant. Okay? And a non-enemy combatant means that you're at war, right? And you stop fighting. So now you're a civilian in this war zone. United States is a war zone. They come over here. They're fighting our ancestors. They, they We win in some fight. They win in some fight. Okay? And something happens, and it turns the tide, and they start winning. And they start putting us on plantations and enslaving us. And as you see over the course of time, they keep saying, oh, the Indians own slaves. No, those people were buying back their relatives. You understand? I had to... Y'all captured us, y'all beat us up, you know, in the war. Y'all went and went through the village while we was out looking for y'all and grabbed all the women and children, and now you got them on your plantation. So here's, you know, $200 of your money. I want my women and children back. So the contract is signed. And as a part of that, you might have to give up your land or something. You know what I'm saying? But um, it, it's, it's, it's not as simple as they're making it. So an enemy combatant is a person who either lawfully or unlawfully directly engages in hostilities for an enemy state or a non-state actor in an armed conflict. Any person armed in a conflict could be properly detained under the laws of custom of war. Okay, In the case of civil war or insurrection, enemy state is replaced by more general terms, parties to the conflict. That was us. So here we are at war, and something happens, and we're no longer fighting. Okay, we're losing, and they start treating us really messed up as a result of that. And everyone's looking at that, so they come out with the Geneva Convention. Listen, yo, we got to stop how we're treating these people, you know what I'm saying? We can't have world government working this way. So they come up with this Geneva Convention, and then they come up with the protections of the Geneva Convention that we get, it's called the Civil Rights Act. In an armed conflict, people who's not fighting are civilians. And that's the status that we stand under as far as I see it. And under the status of civilian, you're not supposed to pay any doggone taxes to people that's occupying your land. You're not supposed to be subject to their laws. You understand? We're supposed to be in the Civil Rights Act, the, enemy, the Indian non-tax. Okay? Because in the Civil Rights Act, it says... All persons born in the United States not subject to foreign power, excluding Indians non-taxed, are hereby declared citizens of the United States. Indians non-taxed are citizens of the United States. Okay, they have their own government. They don't. They don't fall under. You can't serve two masters. Okay, they get. That's why they get casinos and stuff, and they don't pay taxes on none of that money. You understand? That's supposed to be us. Because they're claiming to be civilians, not Indians, civilians, and we're trying to be citizens because we think that we should be, we're the 14th Amendment citizen instead of reading the Civil Rights Act and saying we already had that protection four years earlier. We was already under their jurisdiction thereof. You understand? All right. Is anyone catching what I'm saying? So. True indeed. True indeed. Go ahead, go ahead, Colin. Oh no, I'm just following up on what Thomas is saying. I follow you. Go ahead, brother. So okay, you saying? Okay. What about? Let me see. No, let me see if I get it clear. So you saying that the act 
the Civil Rights Act of 1866, did it make us U.S. citizens or not make us U.S. citizens? Yes, it it made, they made up a citizen for the first time ever in history called a U.S. citizen for people who fall under the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else in the Constitution, a citizen is just a citizen. With a, it's not a U.S. citizen. That's a whole other citizen. Right. Okay. So they made the blacks U.S. citizens. That's why I was asking. Are they? Are they? Are they just citizens? Yeah. At the time, eighteen sixty-six. At the time of 1866, uh-huh. all white people are citizens, right? They're citizens, right? They they mm-hmm. have to find a way to put us under that 13th Amendment that made people who are convicted of a crime able to be put back into indigenous servitude, right? Put us back in slavery for, for the most part. We don't apply. None of the laws apply to us, Right? So the 13th Amendment doesn't apply to us. So they have to figure out a way to no. do it. So they really what was they I, come up with this civil... No, mm-hmm. I, I know. Well, what I'm did sorry. they put... What was we... What I'm trying to find out is, were we citizens or did they make us U.S. citizens? Or was we already U.S. citizens and they made us citizens? That's what I'm, I want to get a clear understanding. Okay. We were, we were, we were um, free. We were free. And they made us U.S. citizens, right? The Thirteenth Amendment. The white, the no, the Civil Rights Act. The, the civil, the Thirteenth Amendment rights. only applies. Yeah, the Thirteenth Amendment only applies to white people, right? At the time, they made it gave them the right to make white people, any white person that's convicted of a crime in the United States, to be subject to. Uh, I will I will read it right from the thing. Neither slavery nor indentured servitude or involuntary servitude except punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or place subject to the jurisdiction, right? So this rule right now only applies to white people, okay? Black people are now free. Are they? Okay. Okay, I, I, are the white people citizens or U.S. citizens? They're, they're citizens. Right now, at this time, they're citizens. So this only applies to them, right, as citizens, right? We, we're nothing. So they create a citizenship for us called U.S. citizens. They make it up out of that the, was the black style. That's the black folks. The black they do this folk. with the Civil Rights okay. Act of 1866, right? All right. Then, all right, the um the fourteenth amendment comes in eighteen sixty eight. This applies to white people because they were they they thought that we were special because we're US citizens and they're citizens. So they said we want to be US citizens too. So they said, All right, Billy Bob and y'all, we make y'all US citizens too. So they came up with the fourteenth amendment. Which says all people born and naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the states which they evolve in. And this makes them US citizens. So this makes them just as this makes them liable for the debt. You know, they was free before, exactly. they were sovereign. 
they gave it up because they, they couldn't stand the fact that they we had something. You know, they thought we were getting something. And wisely, they said, all right, y'all want to be that? We'll give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Those who figured it out, of course, they know how to fill their paperwork out so they fall under the way they were before the 14th Amendment. You understand? But mm-hmm. nonetheless, right. all I'm saying is what, what this made us is civilians, okay? And under the Geneva Convention, which created the freedom of the slaves, a civilian should not be fighting in their wars, should not be paying any taxes. This is an occupying government. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be paying rent. Shouldn't be paying for nothing. I know. Well, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But mm-hmm. wait a minute. Let me let me clear this up. Now the the, the Geneva Convention that made you a citizen again, or was you still a U.S. citizen? No, what Geneva Convention did was it freed us from slavery. Okay, it freed the black. Now I want to know the citizenship. That's what I want to know. The still, still, were they still U.S. citizens? No, black people were not U.S. citizens um, at, at 1864 when they had the Geneva Convention. They weren't U.S. citizens all- until 1866 when they had the Civil Rights Act of 1866. That made Black people, U.S. citizens. You catch what I'm saying? Well, that puts them right back into slavery. It put us right back into slavery, right? But we were happy. As black people, we free, okay? Yeah, we we didn't know that that U.S. in front of citizens didn't give us the same status as white people. We thinking that we, we got the same thing they got, and we still do. You know what I'm saying? So what white people have essentially, even though they're, they're part of the debt because they signed on to the 14th Amendment. They never lost their civil liberties. If you look up the word civil liberties and then look up the mm-hmm. word civil rights, we have civil rights. They have civil liberties, okay? And it's a big difference between those two words. Um, let me try to look it up real quick. Civil liberties. What are you, where, um, are you, where are you looking mm-hmm. it up from? From a regular dictionary or a law dictionary? I, I generally get all my definitions from um, the 1828 dictionary or Black's Law Dictionary, one of those two sources. Okay, the Black. I got, okay. I got civil. Two. I got civil. I got civil rights, Brother Thomas. Go ahead, sir. Did you want to do civil liberties first? No, you do civil. Um, well, yeah, we could do. Um, hold on, let me do the civil liberties first, and then you do civil rights. Um. Civil liberties concern basic rights and freedoms that are guaranteed, either explicitly identified in the Bill of Rights in the Constitution or interpreted from or inferred through the years of legislatures of the court. Civil liberties include right to free speech, right to privacy, right to remain silent during police interrogation, right to be free from unreasonable searches of your home, right to fear court trial, Right to marry, right to vote. And you could do civil rights, brother. Civil rights. These are the rights that are granted to every citizen of the United States by the Constitution and all its amendments. Equal protection is guaranteed to everyone, regardless of race, color, and creed. Exploring a father's rights. 
Now, I found that last sentence to be very interesting, exploring a father's rights, because what does that mean? But that will take us off into another direction, as in well, civil who, rights who is considered the father. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, now. You no, go ahead, no, brother. Just, your definition is pretty much the same as this one, okay? Yeah, so I agree. What civil liberties are are the basic rights and freedoms guaranteed, okay, either explicitly identified in the Bill of Rights or Constitution, interpreted and third through years of legislation, right? Of course, this Which is for every citizen. Uh, this applies to white people because we don't have no rights. Dred Scott didn't have any rights. Uh, Cecilia didn't have any rights, right? When they went to court, they said, nigga, go home. Man, fact, go back to slavery. Get out of here. You understand? They didn't give them the rights that the white people had. These, that's why it says in the, um, civil, um, in the Civil Rights Act, we're going to give you the same rights and privileges as white people. You know, and I know you have a definite definition of white people. But you get what I'm saying, uh, as far as what they what they needed by themselves. We're going to give you the same rights and protections as ourselves as U.S. citizens, not as citizens of the United States, but U.S. citizens. Go ahead, brother. Well, um, my, well, as far as the definition of white, we're going to get into that because we're going to get into we're going to break down some definitions of the terms that they're using in that Civil Rights Act. Um, but another thing that you have to take into account is the time period that you are talking about, even though the Civil Rights uh, Act hasn't been legislated yet, we still have the black codes that are in effect. And the black codes were determining what kind of treatment the people who were running around being labeled or self-identifying themselves as black would encounter so again you have people that are in a certain category that fall into the definitions and the procedures that you're discussing that didn't apply to everybody across the board but if you were black and you were under the black pose yes you did not have any rights so I agree with you on that point but it wasn't across the board. You have anything you want to say to that, brother, or you want me to continue? No, I, I totally agree. If you were um, fell under the black holes, you definitely were um, under the black holes. But black holes wasn't like you said across the board. Uh, the civil rights w- was across the board. You know, like. You might have been on the black holes in Alabama, but you wasn't in the black holes in New York. You know what I'm saying? You had a whole other set of laws, you know, that you were under. Right. And I agree with you on that because, you know, after the 13th Amendment or as uh, 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 melanated people became more mobile and were moving around, they didn't have any way of being able to tell, okay, who's under the black code? Who ain't under the black codes? We not we don't know you here. You a new face in town. You know we don't know what category to put you in. To me, that was the biggest problem, because again, I know we going into you know a different area, but you had people who were already here 
that were being enslaved, or not enslaved, uh, falling into indentured servitude. And then you have people, the few that came over, but you have people who were being brought off the boat. And they were being, you know, put into, quote, unquote, slavery. But they looked the same. So you got different so people acting different ways. Did they have paperwork or something to so you could tell the difference? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they tried to implement paperwork. But again, I mean, uh, Sister Bev, if you were from this landmass and you're free, you may even own slaves. They may be white. They may be black. You know, different family members who who couldn't pay their debts or just made bad deals, mm-hmm. and you and you bought them. You own slaves, white and black, but you got another group across town that's jealous of you. You know what I'm saying? They kidnap you. They take you to another state, and they say and they tell everybody, "Oh, she's a slave. We got her off the boat." They forge some documents, you know, here go our papers, got her off the boat, sell it to you for $150, bam, there you go. What can you do? Well, yeah, I think that, you know, all of this is about money because that's what that's what all everything that they run on is all about money. So I could see them snatching a person up uh, because so they can get some money off of that person. But yeah, I know you going to Right, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought about. So I know you're going somewhere with this, uh, Tugmos. Is this leading up to the case with the Comcast and them? Now, Byron Allen um, losing this case, um, he he makes it so this document that gave us these freedoms and protection is pretty much up for debate. Um, Our rights under this 1866 Civil Rights Act, um, which is, um, you know, pretty much our rights to be free, our rights to um, inherit property, to give evidence, to lease, hold, sell, to contract, to convey real estate, personal property, to have full equal benefits of the law, um, you know, as enjoyed by... mm -hmm. I thought it made I thought it made us U.S. citizens. The Civil Rights Act of 1866. Yeah, I was just reading from it. It says, um, by it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States and Congress assembled, all persons born in the United States and not subject to any foreign power, excluded Indian non-tax. The Indian non-tax is important, Bev, because we could fall under that status right now. They would have to prove we're not Indians, you know, and they can't do it. Uh, are hereby declared citizens of the United States, okay? They're citizens of the United States now. So all persons born in the United States, not subject to any foreign power, excluded Indians, non-tacks, are now declared as citizens of the United States. So this makes us citizens. And such citizens of every race or color, without regard to previous condition of slavery or involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly corrected 
convicted shall have the same right in every state and territory in the United States, make and enforce contracts to sue, be parties, and give evidence to inherit, inherit, purchase, lease, sell, hold, and convey real estate and property, personal property, rather, to the full equal benefits of laws in proceedings for security of persons and property as enjoyed by white citizens. Okay, so that's already telling you white citizens is a whole other class. So now you can be treated like the white citizen. Okay, this has none. They're not citizens of the United I'm, States. They're white citizens. We're citizens okay, of the United States. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in? The beginning of the the beginning of the Civil Rights Act doesn't mm-hmm. say that we are U.S. citizens. When, did it say we are U.S. citizens? It does. It says to be citizens it's, of the okay. United States. And then, after, and then after it tells you that you are a U.S. citizen, then it goes to tell you all the rights that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. it tells you who it tells you who it goes on to say who is going to be a U.S. citizen. It says, and such citizens of every race and color. So that's white, mm-hmm. black, yellow, right. blue, mm-hmm. without without regard to any previous condition of slavery or involitude. So it's not just talking about the one the people who are in uh, slavery or invol or in, in involuntary servitude. It's talking about everybody. Exactly. And conditions. But but my point is that it says you are U.S. citizen and. That's where everybody is waking up to that now. I mean, people have before, but everybody, the 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 corporation, the United States government, well, the United States of America is a uh, corporation that owns the U.S. citizen. And and that's exactly where I'm going with that, Bill. That's my break. And that's why I kept asking him. Did it say you are you? All that other stuff is null and void. All that other stuff is there. If the first thing it says that you are U.S. citizen, so that tells you right there that you are under their control. You're still a slave. They own you. They control you. But, yeah, well, it I says totally that. But wait, wait, one thing though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the first line. All persons born in the United States and not subject to any foreign power, excluding Indians, non-tax, are hereby declared to be citizens of the United States. The Indian non-tax, that's us. We were the Indians. We were here. We were fighting against these people. We were held in a voluntary servitude because they beat us in a war. We're here. We should and where did they got the, they got the Indians on reservation? Well, those aren't the real Hold Indians. On. Those aren't the real Indians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Hold, I hold on. That? Let me bring somebody else to. Yes, I'm gonna bring somebody else yeah, to the I, uh, but, table here. Hold on. Yeah. Four seven zero two six nine. I got your line open. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, uh, 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 brother Thomas. I, I wanted to. I wanted to respond to that real fast. Uh, it, the reason why, you know, you can't look at the Civil Rights Act of any time 
or any legislation that they give you for protection uh, because they the, – the, the United States of America is not the landmass. It's the corporation that's operating out of this 10-square-mile, which we do not live in or not a part of. They are extending false dominion from there in, 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 in claiming jurisdiction over you. Right. So and they form. Once this, what, right. Once this foreign entity comes on the land and takes on this facto form of government, you have no protections. Everything they're giving you. I, I mean, I feel what you're saying, Brother Thomas, in terms of right. that that enemy combatant, that we are still prisoners of war, that there's still a war going on, and that war has has not ceased. And 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 and, and, and there has been treaties and different things in place because of those things. I, I agree with that. But when, in that aspect of it, but when you go into the when you get to the beginning of it, is they have a social compact. That's that's what the Constitution is a trust set up for yeah. them and their prosperity. And be, being a citizen of any ilk is participating with inside that social compact, which we know as the Constitution. And within that social compact, you are in the status of as a U.S. citizen. That is the status of a chattel slave who is pledged any and all things to the national debt. So to to be in that status and then I mean be given the, these you know the, these people placing you in this status, but yet them same people writing you a legislation, offering you rights and privileges and things they can remove and take away at, at, at any instant. I, I don't see how um, the same entity or the same people will respond, you know, who are, who has played out this false game of people voluntarily signing into something they're unaware of and taking on a certain status within their social compact. So, I don't see that how the you know the, the civil rights of 1864, you know dealing with the word civil, we got to deal with that. But um, you're giving you're dealing with something someone else is giving you, not you being a sovereign uh, person on the land and and owning you know and having uh, a, a self determination within your own right as an indigenous of the land. No, when they when they write an act, I don't give a damn what it is. They're telling you what they're willing to give you. Why in the hell would we be worried about what they're willing to give us and the protection that they, they're talking about having? They're de facto. They're not real. They're not the true sovereigns of the land. So we can't be speaking to legislation and acts written by them. You know, go ahead and speak on that, you know, Brother Rio. I know you, I know you got something to bring on it. <laughs> I missed you, brother. I missed you. Yeah, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> Brother Thomas, do you have anything that you wanted to to, to say to Brother Thomas before before I jumped into one of these definitions? I totally agree with Brother Thomas. I totally agree with you. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm offering the this as is a is just clarity on the the right that uh, apparently we lost uh, with this this case. You understand what I'm saying? Now, what, what also I can't emphasize enough 
that the Indian non-tax is not has the United States has no jurisdiction over those people. Okay, however, they did give they them a lot of jurisdiction. Yeah, I, I totally true, but I mean, um, you know, based off of their their this act here, it's just pretty much saying what what, what I think it did is it separated us, okay? It's all Indian, right? And instead of uh, a lot of us preferred to get these so-called privileges that the white people were dangling in front of us, instead of staying in the status of, of an Indian non-act. An Indian non-tax don't have to listen to none of this, these rules, you know. However, they are in a place where they can't really fight back. I mean, it ain't, even, it ain't even about the Indians. It ain't even about, I mean, once you know your status, you a lot of people walking around here not paying taxes. Why you think they keep talking about Trump don't pay no taxes and stuff? Once you know that you are not and you pull yourself and recognize that you're not a U.S. citizen, it doesn't matter if you are Indian or whatever. It's your status. Yeah, well, I, I agree with the point. Too. I agree. Excellent point. Excellent point. Excellent point. Excellent point. And 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 one thing and one thing to back up what what, what Sister Bev is saying and Brother Rio, you can attest to this as well. Remember the the, the form, the U.S. form that they have where you can identify uh, your ethnic identity, there, so to speak. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm go ahead. Okay, that. then let me pull. Well, then go ahead, Brother Rio. I'm gonna let you take it from there. Okay. Well. Um, if anybody's been been listening to to any of the shows on on Blog Talk Radio and they've heard me talk before, they often hear me talk about public versus private, which is yeah. the same argument. This is the same thing that we're discussing yeah. now. Uh, it's the, exactly. it's just different terms. So, and way I want to make it clear to the family is I just want to go back in time and we're just gonna go over a few definitions and then we're just gonna put everything together. And we'll see if we're rocking on the same page. So uh, right now I'm going to go back to the American Dictionary of the English Language, Webster's Dictionary, 1828. This is how they define person. Because um, if you could for me, Brother Thomas, could you read that first line for me again of 1866 Civil Rights Act? If you got it up in front of you. Uh, being enacted by the state, I mean the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States and America in general or Congress assembled that all persons born in the United States and not subject to any foreign power, excluding Indians non taxed and not persons, are hereby declared citizens of the United States. All right, that's good right there. All right, so let's break down the word person. So in nineteen twenty eight, Webster's dictionary defines the word person as a noun from Latin, persona, said to be compounded of per, which is through or by, and sonus, which is sound, a Latin word signifying primarily a mask used by actors on the stage. It goes on to say, an individual human being consisting of body and soul we apply the word to living beings only possessed of a rational nature, 
the body when dead is not called a person. It is applied alike to a man, woman, or child. A person is a thinking, intelligent being. Now, this was Noah Webster, who is the father of the dictionary and defining terms in the English language for, uh, for America or the U.S. Uh, conglomerate, however you want to view that. So this is the definition that people were coming up with and being taught in school in regular languages. So when you talk to people out on the streets and they're using person, this is the definition that they are using. Okay, that's 1928. And Merriam-Webster, 18, person is defined as human, an individual, sometimes used in combination, especially by those who prefer to avoid uh, man in compounds. It's applicable to both sexes. A character or part in or as if in a play, a guise. Okay, so the common theme is that it's a character or a part as if in a play or a guise. We'll come back to that, but it's still being used in common terminology as a person being a human or an individual, living, breathing, breathing somebody, walking around, animated. We clear on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's All right. right? 18 mhm now we're going to start to get into some we're going to start to get into some law dictionaries and how they are defining person okay so when we're walking around we're talking to to, to each other and we're just out about and interacting that would be uh considered the private realm when we're getting into um, the law and things that are going to be applied to everyone, we, we, we start to get a little bit into the public area because these are contracts and agreements on how people are going to treat each other. So, you know, it's more of a public arena or forum. And it says, what is a person? A man considered according to the rank he holds in society with all the rights to which the place he holds entitles him and the duties which it imposes. Okay, that's from Bouvier. A human being considered as capable of having rights. They have the capability of having rights and being charged with duties. While a thing is object over which rights may be exercised. So now they're introducing that, yeah, you can be considered as having rights, but we're introducing that there can be something that is over and is going to supersede those rights that you have. Now we're getting into talks of citizenship and being subject to, even though they're not specifically using that terminology. If you go to the etymology of the word person, early in the 13th century, from Old French, persona, human being, anyone, person, and directly from the Latin persona, human being, person, personage, a part in a drama, assumed character, originally a mask, a false face, such as those of wood or clay worn by actors in later Roman theater. 
Online etymology dictionary refers to the general 19th century explanation of persona as related to Latin personare, to sound through, the mask as something spoken through and perhaps amplifying the voice. But the long O makes a difficult, I'll skip that one. Uh, Klein and Barnhart say it is possibly borrowed from the Etruscans, and the Etruscans were the precursors, or actually there really were no Greeks, uh, but the Etruscans were a civilization that they borrowed heavily from to create the Greeks. Um, But Klein goes on to say that this is ultimately of Greek origin and compares the personas. In legal use, corporate body or corporation having legal rights. 15th century short for person uh, aggregate or a person corporate. The use of person to replace man in compounds and avoid alleged sex connotations didn't occur until 1970s. So we're seeing a shift that a person in common language is a human being or some person that that you can interact with. Once we start to get into law and legalness, we're finding that we're talking about corporate bodies and corporates having legal rights, which is going to be different from private rights. We clear on that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Civil Rights Act goes on to talk about uh, such citizens of every race and color Okay, so I wanted to break down the word color because I think uh, right. everybody pretty much understands that, that race is uh, a, a fiction. Absolutely. Before you keep going on, all of those words are fiction. Are we clear that the first group of people listed in that um, document was Indian, non-tax, right? Who does we don't get to that. Who the, the person or any of that, right? Okay. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. We're going we, we coming to that. Uh, and but, they came you know, up I th- with the word True that, but it still signified uh, in their language uh, a particular set of people. Right. And it's actually, uh, I think, later on in the 1866 definition uh of Indian. I'm not sure. I have to read through it again. But um, um, getting back to, to color. So what is color? Uh, color is an appearance, an assemblance, or uh, a, a simulacrum as distinguished from that which is real. A prima facie or apparent right. Hence, a deceptive appearance, a plausible assumed exterior concealing a lack of reality, a disguise or a pretext. So a color is synonymous with a, a person. It's a, it's a fiction. It's a semblance, which means it's really not that which is real. It, it's to cover up and to create an illusion over what is actual reality. So whenever you're talking about colors, be it black or white, 
we're, we're talking about fictions. We're talking about mm-hmm. legal fiction in this particular instance. Right. So we're still dealing with, with, and this goes back to Sister Bell's point, that the U.S. is a corporation. Actually, it's a bankrupt corporation, but a corporation nonetheless, right. which is fictional, and fictional things cannot interact with living live beings. They have to interact with other fictional entities. So that brings us to the 1866 Civil Rights Act because this U.S. corporation can't operate in the private. It can't do it. As Brother Tommy said, it's a de facto government. So it doesn't really have any power. It's got to make. It's got to create a world in which it does have power, and then it pulled everyone into that world. And the Civil Rights so, uh, Act of 1866 was part of that plan. So is Absolutely. that what Comcast recognized? Is that what Comcast recognized? Is that why they bringing that out? No, I believe Comcast has a different agenda. Um, but, um, but. Um, get back to your point of um, the race and ethnicity and how they're claiming um, oh getting back to Brother Thompson's point of why we are being pulled into this um, the Indian not taxed is a private status if we claim it if we claim it so what 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 they it's more than that. If you if you go to Black's Law and look up the definition of an Indian, it's going to say the indigenous uh, inhabitants or, yes, right. or the aboriginal inhabitants of the North America. Then you go to non-text. It's a contract that the condition wherein the transfer of an asset is considered to be a loan with the owner acting as the lender, the lender intent the lender intended acting as the borrower. Thus the owner is eligible to claim the interest portion of the lease payment for the expenses. So if, if under that status, we supposed to be we still own the lease. They're borrowing it. You get what I'm saying? We're supposed to get paid off for the equity on it. And people are doing that. that. People are doing that. People I agree with you. That. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I'm that saying is probably. I agree with you, but let, let's let's continue down the rabbit hole because you know they they have a wait, well thought out plan. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I want to let the listeners that's on the uh, computer know that in 14 minutes we're going off the computer and we'll be on the uh, phone. So. You dial in to 323-642-1586, and if you want to join the roundtable, push one. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, now I'll go ahead and get into race uh, because um, the United States Census Bureau is uh, actually around the corner. We'll be taking that in 2020. So, and it, it, it defines uh, race for the corporate United States. So um, the U.S. Census Bureau must adhere to the 1997 Office of Management and Budget Standards. If the family wants to Google Office of Management and Budget Standards on race and ethnicity, 
you can see exactly the criteria that they go by. Um, which is a guide the Census Bureau in, in classifying written what responses year? to the race question. Say that again. What year? 1997. Okay. White, a person having origins in any of the original peoples of Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa. Black, which we already said is a color, so it's not a reality, it's a fiction. Right. They pair that they pair that they pair that with African American. So if they're telling you black or African American, then it's reasonable to assume that African American is also a fiction. Because they're synonymous. And it's defined as a person having origins in any of the black racial groups of Africa. Uh, Brother Tommy, can you name me a black racial group of Africa? <laughs> right. No, sir, brother. No, sir, brother. No, I cannot. That's because that's because one does not exist. But this is what people often check in our community when faced with a choice on, on paper, whether it be a work application or Social Security or, or, or whatever. So that is a fiction that we are checking. Fictions don't have rights, but I'll continue. Um, We have American Indian or Alaska Native, a person having origins in any of the original peoples of North and South America, including Central America. And this is particularly to your point right here, Brother Thomas, and who maintains tribal affiliation or community attachment. How many of us are running around? And don't have our ancestral names, right? Or we're not living uh, our, our community lives in a way that our ancestors would have had, have us live and be brought up in. So, by voluntary actions, we are not maintaining tribal affiliations or community attachments. So, American Indian or Alaska Native. We not checking that box, brother, for whatever reason, whether it be a plot that, you know, we've been taken away from that. For whatever reason, we are by actions showing that we are American Indians. But that have been hijacked. That have been hijacked by other uh, nationalities. And some people, when you go, you know, they want you to have this card. You got to go and go through the formalities of becoming, and they block you out they, because they say and they are the indigenous people, and they not. So that's oh, been hijacked. But again, but again listen, look at the definition, a person having origins in any of the original peoples of the North South America, including Central America, the people who, the main people who are claiming their status, which are Native Americans, they'll tell you that their ancestors came across the Bering Strait. What so it can't be talking about them. Let's read the white status again. A person having origins in any of the original peoples of Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa. I used to have this, um, this teacher, my algebra teacher, Miss Yusuf. She was an Arab 
from um, Egypt. And um, one of the things she used to always brag about was she wasn't African. She was Mesopotamian, she would say. She, so one day she said, I, I always check white because I'm Mesopotamian. I'm not African. She says, but when I went to school, when I got to America and I had to go to school, I checked African-American so I could go for free. And she started laughing. And I said, look at that. You know what I'm saying? But I totally agree with what you're saying. Well, you're kind of proving my, what I'm point I'm making is they split well, two well, status. Before, before you go there, you let me finish saying? real quick. Let me let me finish there real quick. Um, the 1997 OMB standards permit the reporting of more than one race. An individual's response to the race question is based upon self-identification. An individual's response to the race question is based upon self-identification. No, I'm not repeating myself. They actually wrote that down twice. An individual's response to the race question is based upon self-identification. The Census Bureau does not tell individuals which boxes to mark or what heritage to write in. For the first time in Census 2000, individuals were presented with the option to self-identify with more than one race, and this continued with the 2010 Census. People who identify with more than one race may choose to provide multiple races in response to the race question. For example, if a respondent uh, identifies as Asian and white, they may respond to the question on race by checking the appropriate boxes that describe their racial identities and or writing in these identities on the spaces provided. Why can they do that? This is how they define race. The data on race were derived from answers. Listen to their – this is their definition. The data on race were derived from answers to the questions on race that was asked of individuals in the United States. The Census Bureau collects racial data in accordance with guidelines provided by the U.S. Office of Management and Budget, and these data are based on self-identification. The racial categories included in the census questionnaire generally reflect a social definition of race recognized in this country and not an attempt to define race biologically, anthropologically, or genetically. I'm going to read that part again. We got it. You got it? Okay. So, I mean, I can pretty much stop right there. I got you. Now, but I mean, what is, why is we even dealing with race if race is fictional? Because it's voluntary how you fill out the census and other applications. You have the right to self-identify. So if you self-identify yourself as black or African-American or any one of these fictions, you are identifying mm-hmm. yourself as a fiction, and a fiction has no US rights. Citizen. And a U.S. Yeah, citizen yeah. is a fiction. You are claiming to be Absolutely. subject to as a fiction falling under the jurisdiction of a bankrupt corporation that has control yeah. of inanimate objects, which they created through the birth certificate, 
Right. right. In order to in order to interact with the living people who are persons right. speaking through the mask, which we today call a straw man. That is our. In, uh, in, uh, in, in other words, in other words, you can't take it literal. Your relationship with these people is fake. Exactly. So Unless you through, conduct it's, yourself. It's, 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 through, it's through created instruments. Right. That, that and if, whole, you, that if you, you conduct yourself like that, then that right, is whole right, contract. Right. 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 And your act, yeah, and all. your actions and behavior makes them real. There you go, right there. But Manifest. Once, exactly. But once you notify them and let you let them know who you are, then they act accordingly. Well, well absolutely, because they have to. That 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 is a part exactly. of the social compact in which that they created. As long as you conduct yourself, which means your actions yeah. align with yeah. what you're telling them. And that's our right. problem. Like Brother Thomas was saying, if we don't know the Roman code, if we don't know what's going to pull us right back into that fictional jurisdiction, we at a disadvantage because that's where right. they're going to tear us up every time. Peace, brothers. Well, we got to remember that we got a birth record. We had the birth record before we had the birth certificate, and the birth record is what the doctor signed on there. That's when you was at the hospital. That says you alive. The birth certificate made you dead. That's what they created. That's when they took you to probate court when they did the birth certificate. So you got you Mm -hmm. standing on your birth record that have you got witnesses on there. The doctor's signature on there to saying that you was alive. And so you have to let them know you're not friction. You a live living person on this land. You on the land, not the water. Private versus public. Yeah. Well, uh, can I just add on to the, what the brother was saying? Well, not add on. I actually have a question. So everything that my brother just kicked there, um, Sounds like what we need to do is, you know, that's on the lines of gaining our sovereignty and, you know, kicking that straw man and, you know, getting back to our knowing who we are as a nation and as a people. So how do we go about how do we declare our is that nationality or is that nationalization or naturalization? I don't always forget what the uh, correct term is, but how do we go about claiming our true identity? Once again, so that we can step out of this, uh, you know, fabricated matrix that they got us under. In my opinion, the the power is understanding the private versus the public, which is the same thing as Brother Thomas saying, you know, as a civilian, which would be private or the Indian non-tax, because you know how to conduct yourself accordingly. We have to study the Roman laws because. That is an extension of what they are using. Uh, Roman law became maritime law. Maritime law is what Brother Tommy was talking about, is the law of the land within that 10-mile uh, radius, which is Washington, D.C., which, you know, yes, they they use that. And they also uh, bypassed the Constitution in that 10-mile radius within the United States corporate system with the UCCs. 
So we have to uh, educate I was just about ourselves. to ask you about that, the UCC. Yes, yes. We have to, we have to educate ourselves because they're going off contracts. And when we get pulled up in the courts, we have no more um, congressional, not congressional, but uh, uh, um, Republican forms of courts, which would be on the private side. It's all on the public side. So they're dealing with contracts. They're not dealing with the Constitution. If you're dealing with the Constitution, you have to uh, pull it into the right form, and those courts are not the right form. So if you subject yourself, which means you're going to be under their jurisdiction, they're not going to hear anything about the Constitution. You have to come in there and prove that I'm in the wrong venue. You guys do not have the power to hear this case and stick to your guns. And they may rule against you, but you, you appeal, and we have to figure out how to get our remedies because they're going to challenge it. They're not going to give up power. They're not going to do it. And if, if one brother goes out there and tries to do it, they're just going to tear him up. But if we can go as a community or as a group, then, you know, now we have to – they have to adhere to the contracts that they have let, put let, in let, place. Let, go ahead, brother. brother Rio, let, me, let me speak to that because – the brother asked the question that what can we do to step outside of this? I think you started alluding to that. I, I think what we have to do is take possession of land with a lordial title and, and, and or or with some type of updated land grant or, or the the proper patented papers to where we have that a lordial title. And once you own land and it's a lordial title, then you can establish a nation on top of of, of that land that you now can uh, put into a, a a trust for the benefit of you and your people and create a, uh, you know, bylaws or, or, or system in, in which we govern ourselves on a piece of land and, and bring forth, you know, a community or a village that, that, is, that is the way we envision uh, for ourselves in, in, in our prosperity. No. You know, that, that sounds we, we, a lot we have, like what mm-hmm. that sounds a lot like what brother um, Dr. York Malachi York did. You know, absolutely, and I and I think that's why they, that that example was so dangerous. You know, I, I I understand you know his doctrine. You know, and I I, I read a lot of his information, so I'm not going to get into anything in terms of that. But the example itself uh, of 300 some acres. You know, moving on to you know taking on your identity, understanding your roots and ethnic heritage, becoming a community independent of your own. You know, if that's what we need to do, but if we can do it, utilizing, uh, you know, saying the proper understanding of the systems that are governed, you know, of this fictitious entity that's governing the land, and then you know we we can we can put ourselves in the right position. And oh, brother Thomas like- said it. Brother Thomas said it best. Um, Brother Thomas said it best. We are not supposed to be a part of this system. We are supposed to have our own um, sovereign system. We're not supposed to be in the system. The Constitution was limitations on what they could do on our land. It was for them not to impede on our rights. Well, we got sucked. We, yes. we got we got sucked into it. I, I agree with you 100 percent on that point, brother. But what I, all I'm trying to tell you is that we ain't acting like it, so the assumption is not there for them to treat us like that. Absolutely. 
you know, well, we can't claim to be civilians, but act like citizens. We can't do that. I mean, well, we acting like citizens. Why you think they train us? Why you think they put us in their schools? This is they're not going to teach us this. That's how they pull us in. They get us right. in preschool all the way up to graduate school. We shouldn't even be a part of that. Exactly. Right. But you, but you got to understand that. that to see that that is what they actually did, and they're not doing that to try to benefit us. A lot of people are still under the impression no. that they're doing this to try to benefit us instead of them mm-hmm. maintaining power and control. Wow. So we still yeah. got those goggles on. We still got the illusion on. We can't. I, I always say, you know, don't watch the show. Because it's a show, it's a persona, it's a mask. We got to dig through the illusion and get back to to us, because that's where us is. It's through the illusion, but we 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 got to be able to take them goggles off. Well, I wanted to now, add some documentation. And, and, okay, the I just want to before you do, before you say it, I, um, I, a good book to read to kind of help. It kind of helped me understand because you got to understand what you're dealing with before you can know the remedy. And I read the book by Anna Marie Ritz, R-I-T-Z. She kind of broke it down. She's a judge, and she broke it down about the United States, a corporation, and it kind of gave me clarity, uh, a little bit more understanding when I read it. What was her name? Anna Marie Ritz. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of the book? I forgot the name of it. You could you remember the name of the book? Her name, Google her name. No, Google her okay. name and it'll come up. I can't remember the name of it. She got YouTube, too. She got YouTube. Oh, she on YouTube now? Mm-hmm. Everybody on YouTube, fam. <laughs> I know. YouTube is uh, the new television. The That's the new university. Yeah, when I, need, there you when, go. I, when I had to fix my computer, I went to YouTube and I had they walked me through it. You could fix your engine, you could steal a car, <laughs> how to steal a car, <laughs> how to steal a car in um, Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, man, the stuff people sit down and take themselves doing. YouTube is one of the, well, it's all an extension of the printing press, man. First thing they came out with. 1437, got the printing press popping. I think it was 1430. It might have been 1435. And everything, everything media-wise since then, just an extension. So we got it all in our hand. You know, we could pull up every book in the world. Like, you know, just imagine. You know what I'm saying? The brother on the phone, my man, Rashawn. Rashawn, remember we used to work at the law firm, bro? And we had this chick that worked in the legal library. Uh, she was from Guyana, and uh, she was married to the not this Nigerian brother. She used to do the inserts. You know what I'm talking about, man? She used to wear the natural. You know, oh, man, you gotta be a little bit more specific. It kind of rings a bell. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She used to. Me and her used to listen to the Sir Duke of Tears and go through the UCC book. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Um, all right. American, this you sent this to me. Um, birth certificates are federal bank notes. The American yeah. Bank Note Building 
American Banknote Company is a subsidy of American Banknote Corporation. And products range from currency, credit cards, to passports, driver's license, and birth certificates. In the United yeah. in the USA, citizens have never obtained their original birth certificates. What they possess is a copy. Furthermore, these copies have serial numbers on them issued from on special bank bond paper authorized by the American Bank Note Company. You know, and that number is a QCIP number, of course. Mm-hmm. The original birth and naturalization record of the United States citizen, United States citizen, U.S. citizen, right? That's everyone who falls under the Civil Rights Act and everyone who's wanted to be under it, and they got to get create the 14th Amendment for all the white people. They were just plain citizens. U.S. citizens is held with, in Washington, D.C., and his property and assets of every living U.S. citizen is pledged as collateral for the national debt. Every citizen is given a number, the red number on the birth certificate. Each live birth is reported to be valued at 650000 to 750000 Federal Reserve dollars, and live birth is reported to be, oh, I just said that, as collateral from the Fed. Hence saying we're owned by the system literally. The government recognizes two distinct classes of citizens, a state citizen and a federal citizen. Learn the difference now. Okay, um, and it goes on to show the differences between a state citizen. Um, if you need, indeed, the 317 million U.S. citizens are an average of $700,000 for collateral of the debt, which means the U.S. is worth roughly $222 trillion. Your birth certificate is really a bank note, which means you're a citizen of what you would known as a stock on the um, on the stock market as a commodity. Definition of a commodity. Mm-hmm. And basic goods used in commerce that is interchangeable with another commodity of the same type. Commodities are often used in plus in the production of other goods and services. The quality given to a commodity may differ slightly, but this is essential uniform across the producers. When they are, they are traded on the exchange, commodities must also meet specific minimum standards, also known as basic grade. Any good exchange during commerce, which includes goods traded on a commodity exchange. Okay, so that's what a commodity is. And then it goes into what the American bank note company is. What they say, a bond? Do they say anything about what a bond is? Um, It did. When I read it, I'm trying to go because they give a long article. This article is from... um, I'm not going to read it, but it's in this no, article. It's in this article. They leave another article called American Banknote Company, New York, Saturday, December second, eighteen sixty-five, New York Times, and it's talking about how they have the um a, a plate and they have the all the paper, the bond paper, and blah blah blah, and you know, blink blink blink, whatever. Okay, okay. <laughs> but either way, um, in the United article, States. Yeah. The, the article and the brother on the phone sent it to me. Um, it's um, birth certificates are federal bank notes by Dr. Oh, okay. Paul Okay, I think Fong. I got that. Okay. Yeah, and it, I mean, it has some, you know, pretty good information. Uh, federal Reserve, I think we did a show on that not too long ago. It's not controlled by the U.S. government. Rather, it's owned and operated by international families. 
or foreign bankers um, in the body is a collateral bond that is issued to for further earnings. Your children's further earning what the what you are taught in school is not the truth. Indeed, the case has uh, okay. time to cut off there. Um, what type of person are you? What class citizen are you? How can you change your status? The uniform commercial code and the laws and contracts make it difficult to conduct business in the United States of America. Now that you are, now that you know your birth certificate is nothing more than a contract with the government, what you will do to change this? Uh, what do you do to change this? Did you, someone? Did they tell you that you were signing a contract? Did you know that you didn't have to register, even register at birth? How does it reclaim your citizenship status? He asked a lot of questions. I don't know if he's going to answer them. Uh, he cares to start it to restore the first-class citizen status. A list of papers, the a state citizen should file to be free from federal adhesion contracts. Some of these can be done at the county records office. Others can be done at the District of Columbia. Remember, it took a lifetime for you to accumulate all of this. It'll take a few months to undo it. A notice of intent, a declaration of sovereignty, an oath to your state, a notice that you are no longer using federal renewal. A, note that, a notice that you were using Federal Reserve notes under protest a, revo, a revocation Of signature of power of attorney Driver's license You do not need one unless you drive commercially a, a, voter, a motor vehicle Registration If your car is not registered It's not a motor vehicle Marriage license You don't need a marriage contract Birth certificate The, the hospital still has your birth record Application for a social security card, union membership, status of employee. The word employee has specific legal definition. Voter registration, mm -hmm. you become an elector, not a voter. Private public pension benefits. You should close out all your credit cards, saving accounts, checking accounts, IRA accounts, money market accounts, CDs, mutual funds, 401K. You should pay off all mortgages, car loans, and other loans that you have. You may continue to receive postal matter within zip codes, but you should not accept them. You should also remove your children from schools that receive public money. Here's how some of, some of the rights you gain back as a sovereign citizen. First thing, sovereign citizens become immune to law, i.e. statute, civil, and vehicle codes. You no longer are subject to those laws. They do not apply to you. You gain the ability to just discharge anything in the legal arena of commerce using laws of the system against the perpetrators that are currently using those laws against you for their gain. Becoming a sovereign citizen right. you were born to be, which is the master over the legal system rather than a servant, you're now the statute, a statutory citizen. Okay, um, you were born sovereign, but you were. It only lasted for a few hours, maybe a day, before you were legally bought into a system contract known as a birth certificate. Discharging your debts by bond, never having to pay traffic tickets again, cannot be sued in court in, any, in this country. Legally eliminate paying income taxes and federal state taxes. See, this is an Indian non-tax. You see what I'm saying? This is this is the, this is. I keep telling you, it ain't. Right, but it ain't. I'm just, no, I'm, I mean, no, I'm just giving you the yeah. the legal definition that they use. Like in that document, 1866, this is the status that 
that person has called that they call an Indian non-tech. We could call ourselves whatever we want to call ourselves, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we, this is the status that that person would have. And one of the things they leave out is you're not supposed to fight in the military. You know, you can't fight for somebody that fought against you and occupying you. Exactly. It's like asking the Palestinians um, to fight for the Israelis. Brother Thomas. Brother mm-hmm. Thomas, I'm sorry. I got, I got a point of contention. How can you call yourself anything that you want to if you got to relate back to your heritage, which is Indian? You can't run around calling yourself black if you're trying to align yourself No, you don't want to call yourself black. No, you want to call yourself anything Indian. Like, you could call yourself a Navajo. You, you actually go and look at yourself. Well, I, know, I know people. You know, know no, you got to have that. a specific tribal name. Not the word Indian, but like you have to attach yourself to somebody. Go ahead, Bev. I'm sorry. No, no, because I know people that's got all of this. The they what they did was they ain't associated with no Indian or nothing. They just private, and only thing that they don't have no control over you is you not a U.S. citizen. You just have to not be a U.S. citizen, and and everything Correct. that you got. You're, your birth certificate, if you look at the bottom of your birth certificate, it's got a, a, a registered, a person signed it, and it said registered. It usually be like 10 days after you were born. So it'd be some, two, three weeks. That's when you they made the birth certificate. That That's the court right there. That's the person that took it, your live birth record, took it to the court and made it made you dead, made it a birth certificate. But a bond, all of those are bonds. A bonds is nothing but insurance. And what do you do when you cash in your insurance? Those are bonds. Your birth certificate, your marriage license, your death certificate, your driver's license, all of them are bonds. They have no money, so everything they do, they have to have a bond. You cash in your bonds. And people are doing it. Man, well, y'all got quiet. <laughs> she oh, dropped it that on that. Oh, she did. Uh, Bev is a is a student of Doctor Doctor Rice and Doctor Walmart. Right. I've been listening to you That's for years, right. so I know you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Ron Marsh used to come on and, and drop that fire. And I've seen it done. So I've seen it done. I just saw That's, a guy yeah. a couple of weeks ago, the IRS sent him a bill, and he did his paperwork and sent it back to him, and it, that bill was gone. That's what I'm talking about. You got people, you got people don't pay no bills. Cause they pay them for you. That's that was that's what they all obligations are the obligation all debts are obligations of this corporation. They took our gold mm-hmm. and silver, and the only and what and why you think they make us sign for everything? That's our signature is is the gold. Like Doctor Rice, Mister Rice say, with uh, his autograph, our autograph, the AU on that. Isn't that representing the gold on that scale? But that's why they make you sign for everything. Mm-hmm. They that's how they get you through your autograph. 
And look at movie stars and, and people in the entertainment. You don't ask them to sign. You ask them for their autograph. That's your money. Your sig- not, it's not signature. Signature means you dead. Autograph means you live. How, you can get a famous person autograph, and then you can sell that and get money for it. And everything you do, they make you sign for it. That's your autograph. That's money. That's how they're getting paid you through, sign, your six, through your yeah, autograph. Yeah, once you sign, they get paid. They get paid, and you get whatever they want, and then they try to make you pay for it again. You know, that's they Yeah, game. they, you know, they, they try to get always. you paid twice. Uh-huh. We're the creditors, yeah. they the debtors, and they switch roles. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. but what they, well, what they did, and see, I mean, I, I'm looking at how they did. I mean, it's really a, a a setup that they got. I mean, they put us all in a trust, and then they they supposed to be our trustees, and the trustee is the person that handles that. Give you what, like if you go to your trust, your family, the trustee is the one. You say, well, I want this car. I need this money for this. They give it to you because they handling the trust. Instead of them giving it to us, they taking it for themselves. Bunch of crooks. And we have to stand up and let them know, hey, we're the beneficiary of this trust. Exactly. So, how do we get it back? What are the steps we take that we can? Oh, it's a lot of steps. For one thing, it's it's paperwork, and then you got to live as a private citizen. Like the guy said, you can't just uh, say you are. You got to tell them, and you got to live that way. 719 439. 719. Hey, what's up, family? Hey, Auntie Bear. How y'all doing? Good. What's good, Thomas? Good show, y'all. Um, I, I just wanted to take a little crack at that insurance thing y'all talking about. Them, uh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what what's it's up, all Mario? about, the insurance. Um. Something I've been discovering uh, with the insurance stuff is you're you're exactly on the point because what <clears throat> typically, as you probably already know, Auntie Bev is as soon as you die they go cash in on those those birth certificate bonds yeah. and the death the, yeah. the death certificate as well. It's two bonds. Yeah. The opening marriage and uh and a closing the 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 birth certificate bond. From what I'm starting to see is. Is the actual insuring of your death? It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's based on yeah. a uh, a model that they say every person, regardless who you are, they know one thing for sure in life is you're gonna have an accident or you're gonna die. And yeah. this is where they build the whole insurance company. So the slavery thing that y'all are talking about really is more based on death than it is about. The labor, the labor is just an added benefit to the to the guarantee of death, life and death anyway. So all that plays as like you know icing on when you start talking about the late the slave the slave system and stuff like that. So basically, what they're saying is when we look at the human being, there's a model that tells us. And this is why every state has a compulsory financial responsibility law that means regardless if you own a car or a vehicle is really what they call it. 
They don't care about all that. They treat you as a motorist. That means you're mobile by feet, vessel, or aircraft, whatever. They don't really care about that part. They just care that when you're in motion or as a motorist, what you're going to do eventually in your lifetime is create an occurrence. And the way they look at insurance is they're saying it's not so much that we're going to insure you. You're going to insure us that if these damages Mm -hmm. to property and life or whatever takes place in your lifetime, you're going to take care of this bill. That's really what this, what that insurance stuff. And I'm going to mute for a second because I'm going in a loud spot. They also can insure, they could also play a game with it where they could insure it on a gamble. They'll pay more, but expect that person to die younger. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, we could get this person to die before 30. You know what I'm saying? We get double the amount on these bonds. So uh, create the scenario in which those people are going to, a bunch of people are going to die young. You know, um, games, drugs, uh, things like that. Also, all tie into that, how those bonds work. Um, what? Yeah, for sure. Hey, Thomas, can, can I still be heard? Yes, yeah, we hear you. Okay. Adding to what you just said, Thomas, that's really what the game is all about. They're betting on guaranteed loss. They already know there's going to be a loss. It's all about risk, and it's a wager. It's not even that it, – it's one of them games where you win more by the loss than you do by, you know, the success. And that's what they're banking on is the whole – the loss of everything. It's about occurrences, whether they trigger it, like you just pointed out, causing, you know, natural – I mean, causing things to amplify and people, you know, maybe kill themselves, whatever they do. You know, it's all it's all part of that game. We're banking on the Lucy part of it. So it's, it kind of fits into your game theory uh, uh, segments where it's all about we don't really care. It, 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 for us, it's a win-win. You know, to keep you around to 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, it's just, like I said, it's just icing on the cake. We get the you know, play the game with you with the whole, you know, e- 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 economic system and whatnot. But the insurance game is really what's at the head of all this stuff that we're calling slavery yeah. and all that, yeah. what I can tell. that That's what I'm seeing. Because remember when they were talking about the insurance company, that they had them to apologize back in Clinton days when they were part of the slavery I forgot what insurance company that was. But you're right. Is That's what it's all about, insurance. Mm-hmm. I think you talk about, it might be Barclays. I know Barclays, um, when they built the center in Brooklyn, or the, where the Nets play, they said that they, the $20 billion or whatever, a million, whatever they paid to buy the, their, buy the rights to have their name on that arena, they used some slave bonds to, to they cashed in a bunch of slave bonds. It was a big deal, mm-hmm. and then it faded away. Yeah, you know, but, but yeah. if you Google that, you'll find Barclay slave bonds arena, and you it should pop up in some way. You know, mm-hmm. but I think that we all talking about the same thing. We just calling it different yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But all I was trying to show is the legal document in the United States that created the straw man wasn't the 14th Amendment. It was 
the the Civil Rights Act of 1866, and it applied to people who were, you know, just came out of slavery and did under no longer remembered that they were Indians. Now they're not supposed to fall in this status or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So they took off, okay. wanted to become citizens and became um, U.S. citizens. You know what I'm saying? And white people got in the game because they were so stupid. They wanted to be U.S. citizens too. Let them niggas be U.S. Hey, citizens. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Thomas, does that go to what Mario just said? That it's really an elective. It's an elective system. That's what I'm hearing y'all say, that to claim any of these titles is an election for yourself. Nobody is forcing you. You're playing the game voluntarily. Yeah, you're the one choosing a title or some type of side to stand on. So to say we're black is just to be choosing a side that we're standing on that doesn't have any relevance to a claim. It just has something to do with, okay, this is – the Dallas Cowboys, this is, you know, the, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers or whatever. So it's really an elective choice of, uh, of, uh, of title to be in the, I mean, I guess if you're going to be in this so-called citizen role, you know, that that's an election, isn't it? Ain't that what they say in the voter stuff? Uh, it's all about election. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Mario calls it public versus private. You know, I call it, uh, um, uh, Indian non-tax versus citizen. Yeah, civilian versus citizen, or Indian non-tax versus U.S. citizen. You know, it, it's the same verbiage that we just call it a different yeah. thing. But yeah. it, if you really look at it, this was the act that created the straw man. You know what I'm saying? This was like the birth of the straw man. It wasn't active until 1871 when they passed the Organic Act yeah. in Washington D.C. Became a court. The United States became a corporation, no longer a republic. But this was like you could see where they were laying out the blueprint for what was to come once they changed the system, you know. And you know, I guess at the beginning it was prosperous until they went broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they had it good, you know, until they went broke. Like how did you mess that up? You, you know what I'm saying? You had everybody in a status. You messed that up, you know what I'm saying? It had to bring in the Federal Reserve, just stupid stuff. Into the Federal Reserve, yep. No, then wasn't it, didn't them bankers go on the island, the Jaco Island or something? That was in the 20s or 30s, wasn't it? But, but understand what y'all saying is. Yeah, they, they, they brought in the Federal Reserve. What I'm hearing from y'all is that all these people were just, additional people who put their hands inside of the stream, they, they really don't have no relevance. They're just saying, hey, how do I get in on this stream? And they put themselves in the path of this, 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 this currency or this flow of system. So they're able to capitalize on it through this election y'all keep talking about. If I'm going to be a citizen, I'm going to have to use your particular instruments that you play this game with yeah. it's a you know it's a part yeah. of their game it's saying if you yeah. take it you're accepting ownership of the title that's really what i keep hearing from y'all is what it's just mm-hmm. really a, just an election it, it has nothing it's not a even a it's not really thing. it only be it's not really ownership when you begin to well it's forced when you begin to use the instrumentation Within the game, right. that's what they're saying to it's, you. We get to enforce the rules. If you're going to, duties and responsibilities would be a more accurate uh, 
Well, here's what I'm saying. If you're going to go to a gunfight, you got to have a gun. If you don't go there with a gun, the chances of you winning is not going to be very high. So they're saying this is this is the the weapon of choice, or these are the the utensils within our virtual reality. Use these, and you have to obey the rules that's attached to each one of these tools. To use a right. dollar means you must pay U.S. taxes. See, that's there what they're saying go. to us. It's all part of. They're just agencies who sign up to be a part of it. They they don't have no more enforceable authority until we use their tool, their property, like the cell phone. There's nothing that you can be done to you with the cell phone. It's the service that's going through the phone. That's what I'm hearing a lot of what y'all talking about. It's election. That's what they term an adhesion contract. That's the that's the you know the the strings that go along with the benefits or privileges that you're using. Yeah, you could use this phone, but when you're using this you phone, pay for it. you know what I'm saying, you're gonna pay for it. But we also get access to all your information, your mm-hmm. contacts, your pics, your texts, everything. That's the adhesion contract. But if you want to use this device, that's what it is. You ain't got to use it, so it's voluntary. But how you going to communicate with everybody else? Let, let me open up this other line. Hold on, y'all. 708-837. 708-837. Peace, peace. Uh, I, I was peace. listening to the Brother topic. Brad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brother Brad, where you been, man? You got all the remedies, brother. Where you been at, man? I'm just saying, man. We're talking status here, and the status is very important. Like, when you're talking about the District of Columbia, which is a a whole, the land of fiction, that's what I call the District of Columbia. So there's the land of fiction, and there's the 50 states of the Republic. In the 50 states of the Republic, you have unalienable rights that go through the ceiling. But in in a democracy, in the District of Columbia, your rights are, or whatever they tell you your rights, because there's legal and unlawful. Those are two different things, and that's the distinction. And when you start thinking about this straw man, they started the straw man as Justinian's deception. They started 1666 as one earlier than that, one in 13 something. But this is where all this comes from the Justinian deception, which is ecological depot law, which is the highest law of this land. So everything that these people are doing is under the, the, the auspices of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, right. Basically, we under church law. The whole world is being ruled by church law. Most people don't really get that. Canon law. Uh, canon law. Mm-hmm. Everything is canon laws, and it's the most serious law in the land. It's the highest law of this land. These people, also what they have done, right. Right, right, what they've right. done, everybody's, everybody's a slave. I don't care if you're white or you're black. Everybody has a straw man. Right. That's the thing that took me on, that, 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 that sent me off on a tangent when I realized that everybody born. It's connected to a straw yeah. man. So we talk about the whole world is being powered. Your currency is your life force, which is power in this world. If, if you really, right. that's how I think of it. So your currency, which is yep. your life force, is what's power in this world. And these people are plugged into our life forces with this ancestral base. Yeah. Also, with the citizenship and status. If you don't know your status, you're a slave, and you have to be able to 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 to, to differentiate. Like, are you a state citizen? Because if you're a U.S. citizen, you have no rights. If you're a citizen of the no United States of America, you have no rights. So 
You have to be a state citizen in order to have your sovereignty. Now, when I say sovereignty, don't start talking about sovereign citizens. It has nothing to do with that. If you are a state citizen, that makes you a sovereign from the state that you were born in, and that makes you a sovereign in all 50 states. Has nothing to do with has nothing to do with that sovereign citizenship they talking about. They want you to scare you up off your square. But if you're a state, now, citizen, that makes national? you a sovereign. What about your national? state national is good too? Because you know I, I go through in my head. I went through this because see you got in the neutralization. You got people that's neutralized, and that's another thing you got to sit down and look at this. See, this is where she get confusing. You got people who actually pledge their lives to the District of Columbia, so they have to pay taxes. And they're, they're, they're part of that state. Now, just remember, the District of Columbia is only 10 miles square, but it's the whole, every last corporation in the whole world, I'm talking about in the whole world, is registered in the District of Columbia. The, I don't care if it's Brazil, China, if they got a corporation, it's registered in the District of Columbia because that's the, 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 the life force of all corporations comes right from the District of Columbia. And that's why the District of Columbia is a paper tiger because just think it's 10 miles square, but every last country in the world corporation is registered in this Columbia. So these people, they put in a lot of thought into this. Because remember, every mm-hmm. last country in the world, and this is the thing that blew me away, because see, they don't teach us about other countries in school. Every last country got a constitution. Every last state got a constitution. They got an organic constitution. Yeah. And you got to look at every these things. Organic, organic constitution for the state that you were born in is a state is, is what gives you your power. But what makes every you state is a country. Brother Brad, no, exactly. Question. Every state is a foreign country to each other. That's right. Brother Brad, I got a question for you. Now, my brother asked earlier, how do you uh, become free from the system? Now, explain the seven seals, brother. Ooh. You talking about the birth certificate? Yes, sir. All right, so you talking about authenticating the birth certificate. Now, the authenticate the authentication process is not really that hard. You just take the birth certificate, you take it to your secretary of state, and you have it authenticated there. You pick a, a non-hate country because they're going to ask you for a non-hate country. Uh, I use Taiwan. You can use Jamaica. It's a few countries you can use. Non-hate uh, country is a country that has is under the ecological depot trust law, so you want to be away from that law. So you want to you want that to be uh, a foreign to you. You know what I'm saying? And, and you also want to be foreign to the District of Columbia. That's why you authenticating the birth certificate. You also take title to yourself. Uh, you put like basically you put like a first lien. Like once you have it authenticated by the Secretary of State, it goes to Washington D.C. and they put the seals on it. Now I couldn't count my seven seals, but I got it fully authenticated. I got I counted three seals, but it's fully authenticated. So I did the birth certificate. I was and I, you got to uh, put it. I was messing around. On it. Right, I haven't done an affidavit of fact yet, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, it's, it's a few things you gotta do. And that birth certificate, though, that's the first now, step. You, in, uh, you can do it control. online. I did mine's online. Instead of going up to uh, to our um, land, seventeen North our Wa- capital. in Chicago, I did it online. Yeah, I, I, I walk, I, I walk mine, and, uh, and then I got that form. I can't think of the number of the form that you sent it to the uh, Secretary of State. I can't think of it either. In uh, Washington, D.C., 7058, is that right? Something like that? that I, can't, I, I don't want to say the wrong form. Oh, right. but I, I got that form, and I put it with there, took it, and sent it, sent that birth certificate to D.C. in a uh, self-postage. Self like, you put it inside the envelope, and, and they sent it back, and they sent everything back. So everything came back. 
but I haven't done anything since I should have. I should have did my passport. Now, y- y'all was talking about something. I-, I talked to Thomas earlier, and I was telling him about they got this real ID thing coming through. Blew my mind because we talked about this like three years ago. But you're gonna have to have a real. A re- what the real ID is? If you don't have a real ID, you can't go in the airport. You can't go in the federal building. Right. Right. So That's this ID thing is gonna be like. It's gonna it's gonna limit how you can travel. That is what I is what I'm yeah. taking from. October, yeah. So yeah. you're gonna have to, and, and I'm tripping because my my driver's license expires uh, next year. So I'm gonna have to make a move. So I don't know. I, I could have been got the passport because I knew about the immunity passport for like four years, but I haven't got my immunity passport. I'm getting ready to put this put this passport together. You know, just some stuff because man, I really don't want to go through all these changes, man. But it's it's gonna be another thing I had read. If these boys in the future stop you, if you don't have a birth certificate, Obama did some clever stuff before he left. He signed in, in a bill like when these people are checking on who you are, if they can't find out who you are, they can detain you. So they can detain like they Guantanamo Bay junk where they could take they, people be disappearing. They could do that but, now. Well, if you don't, if well, they saying, pull you but, over but, and you but, don't have but, ID, you go into jail so they figure out who you are. Yeah. yeah. But see, what it's supposed to do, if they can't find out who you are in 72 hours, they're supposed to kick you free, but they're not playing their game because the, the, the game is incarceration. Remember, when they're holding that body, they're holding the trust. They're holding the bond. That's why you <laughs> got to have – that's why you're supposed to – that's, that's why we're supposed, we supposed to be operating – we're supposed to be operating from <clears throat> uh, outside the system. We're supposed to have a nation. We're supposed to have our own people. So if you, if you pop up, Mr. Well, brother, they still got to give you – they still got to give you your one phone call. You know, and if you call the right people, you know, your counsel or whatever, they come get you because they supposed to be dealing with each other. They ain't supposed to be dealing with you. They supposed to be dealing. They supposed to be dealing with, 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 with got, our government. I got arrested. That's our citizen. I got arrested. I got arrested for loitering, and I didn't have an ID on me, so they brought me down to the precinct, and they had signs all over the wall: "Don't ask for well, asking phone call, dummy." It had the spies all over the door going warm, bro. It was like, damn. Okay. Yeah, they don't operate by the rules, by any standards, bro. But you know what? What you do is, you have, like, we have a group, and and we have the UCC, and the the notary, that person is, 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 Higher than the judge, the notary take your UCC and they'll let you loose. Take the UCC down there and say, "This is my property. Release my property." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, or, I you gotta, what, or you can bond yourself. Or you can bond yourself. Huh? Huh? Or you can bond yourself. Authenticating your birth certificate is really important. That. You um, do the the uh, affidavit, and then you got to register to yourself. That's what makes you private. When you re- you got to sign you, that that's affidavit what the trust you, right? because your signature ain't nowhere on that birth certificate. When you sign that affidavit and register it to yourself and use that registration number, that's what makes you private. You got. And you got to have a non-UCC because non-UCC is private. Mm-hmm. And see, that was my thing. I didn't want to. I didn't want to incorporate. No yeah. kind of way. <laughs> incorporate. You don't have to incorporate. You, incorporate. you don't have to incorporate. No, no, I'm you just saying. I, I, I didn't want to. Right. 
You're not incorporating nothing. You're just saying you prep. You're using your registration number. And you're using a non-CC saying you private. And you don't have to show them people your birth certificate. On your affidavit, you got the number. You got the number of the uh, authentication on your affidavit. You got the number on your birth certificate. You don't have to show them your papers. And you put it in a sealed envelope. That's what they do. They got your stuff. You know, they seal your stuff up. And then if they wanted, uh, if, if they insist on you giving them your birth certificate or something, they got to pay you whatever you say, 10000 or whatever. Because you they already it. got it. I know, but I'm just saying, if if you you know how you have to go to court and all that, and they want to, you but you use your authentic, you use your affidavit. You don't have to take all your papers down there because everything is spelled out on your affidavit and it's signed by you. You got a higher priority than they do. Wow. Oh, you know what? Someone wow. else is on the line. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Three oh one two five oh. Three oh one two five oh. Yes, this is um Coretta. What I was saying is um you do need to authenticate your birth certificate. You do need your UCC but you mm-hmm. do have to put an affidavit on your birth certificate. But after yeah. you born, you know, you have your 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 original birth certificate, where did it go? It went to downtown New York. It's what they call it, Tower of Power. That's where it went. You had to broker that that, that bond. Your birth record. You had to catch. That's where it is. You had to. You had to. You had to get that back because that's 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 yours right there. That's your. You gotta get a QCIP number. You got it's it's like seven form of questionnaire and like seven. I mean, it's a a questionnaire, two files, and five forms. The wizard payment form, a wizard. I forgot the other name of the wizard. But it was two types of wizard form, a questionnaire, a QCIP form. You had to have your trust together. You had to have a bank account, yeah. not in your social security number, and an EIN number. No, nope. it's like no trust. You had to have a trust. You can't use that social security number. You got to get. It's my my husband. He got his the signature back from his mother. You got. It's a form for that. You can take it back, and you need to cash. You need to collect all those, all ten, social security cards. That's what you need. You have to collapse all that stuff. You have to be. You have to be private. You can't be in a. Yeah. You know. You, you can't. The fighting that's going on. That's not even your fight. They're not even talking about you. That is not even your fighting. Mm-hmm. You talking about something, something that. Why you worry about what they do? They're not even talking about you. Because they changed your mindset. But, they got us thinking that we're. Uh, uh, defeated people. Everything they said right. they did, they didn't do. They didn't do none of that stuff they said they did. History is a set of lies of greed upon. <laughs> That's what history is. You got to remember, Facts. these people are, are cultists. You know, they use and they occult means hidden. You know, and hidden. that's what they now, do. Yeah. This is time for information. You can find out, You can, the, the things you can find out if you just look. Answers gonna to come yeah. to you. And then they said even with well, when the Spanish came, we gotta keep acting. I don't know why people acting like Spanish people's not invaders because that's what they are. They're invaders too. When they <laughs> that's right. <laughs> when they right. came in, anything they say he did, 
everything the, they said that Cortez did, he didn't do. Everything they said that Christopher Columbus did, he didn't do. Everything they said that, uh, what's his name, we went up into what Britain did, they didn't do. Everything they said Napoleon did, he didn't do. What happened was when they went bankrupt, when they lost all this money, was a national catastrophe on a high level because if you look at the old map, California was even an island. It wasn't attached to the United States. It was all by its lonesome. It was all by itself. Grand Canyon was made in two days. <laughs> 1811 to 1812 was the big comet. Napoleon's comet, that comet stayed in that air for 11 months. Can you imagine how many earthquakes it was in those 11 months? Remember the, the year without summer? And the next year we started eating black-eyed peas because that was the only thing that grew. And now every year, New Year's, New Year's Eve, what the black people eat? The first day, black-eyed peas <laughs> to this day. It was uh, in the middle of the in the middle of I think it was I want to say Utah uh, earthquake on a risk of scale like eight point something so high after that earthquake I think it was December the twelfth sixteen sixteen twelve two thousand more aftershocks seven. 7.5 The ground shook for um, for almost a year. When they got here, they stayed in one That caused the mud flood. They were digging okay. out. We were not slaves. We were digging out. A lot of people died. They did not kill us. We died. A lot of people died. That's why they was on the orphan train. Orphan trains, family that's trains. They, that's why. That's why that happened because the parents was gone, and that's when they start burning up. Every city had a, every city around the world had a, a fire. They didn't just it didn't just go on a fire. They set that place on fire because they had to burn the building. They had to burn. They had to hide the technology because they want to hide that we was already there. The next thing you know, they talking about we came off the slave ship. We didn't come off no slave ship. It was everything was already built. That's why. That's why. Most of you, those old buildings, that's why they have floors under the ground. Because when I was young, my grandmother's house, her, her house was weird. I couldn't figure out why was her house so weird. Because the basement, it didn't start off being the basement. It started off being the first floor. Because she had a window that looked at the wall. I'm like, well, who would build a house to have the window to look at a, a brick wall? It, that, it makes zero sense until I found about the mud flood. And then I realized my high school had floor, three floors down in the ground. Everything they tell you Where is you a from, lie. Where you from, I'm from D.C. I grew up in D.C., but I live in Maryland now. <laughs> Everything they tell you is a lie. We're not, they, they didn't do all that stuff. They didn't do none of that stuff. We died. It was, like I said, California was an island. 2,000 earthquakes in a year. High, seven and up. You remember what happened to Haiti when they had that major earthquake? Everything broke. They had that book. I can't remember the guy's name, but I know he listens to the show regularly, to uh, Beverly show regularly. He's from Houston. And he was talking about that book that cost $52,000. They described how the United America, States looked. America. They described how United, what America looked. They described it. 
Every state that was there, they described every country that was there. They saw cities, town, countries. Everybody's house was four stories and up, painted like you was in a. It was like it is now. Mud flood happened. Catastrophe worldwide. Not that they had no wars. They were just saying those were just survivors. That's it. They lied. The next thing you know, they burned the cities and talked about we all lost and dead at sea. We all were, a lot of us was lost and dead. But the next when they came in, because I mean, the mountain blew, all the gold was out. So they came in, that's when everybody started to go west. Remember? They started going west looking for gold because they knew that mountain blew. That's why they went to go. That's why they went out there because they wasn't allowed out there before. They stayed put <laughs> because they could not beat us because it was, we were all over the place. They knew it. Everything they told us is a lie. The whole history is a lie. You just right. have to get. You just have to. You just have to do your paperwork. You just have to get out and stay on the side. My, like my my husband, me and my husband, everything in my car was expired. Everything, the tag, <laughs> the registration, everything. And we hit a white lady in Montgomery County. <laughs> we hit a white lady from behind. When they ran my husband's name and saw his name on do not talk to, do not detain list, they stopped the traffic and heard him get us out there. Yeah. I've seen because that we're right. Because we're yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. They no have no Jewish. They were black. They were white cars. We're black. They stopped yeah. traffic and told us to get out. Move. Go. We ain't get no ticket. That lady's mad because she can't sue us now. <clears throat> That was three years ago. You had to be you right, and you had to stop that's paying. Right. Y'all had to stop paying attention to because our attention. That's why they everybody wanted to jump on them, the black press society because they know what we could do. But as soon as we want something, or we need something. Nobody's there around. Stop paying attention to all these invaders' problems. Don't nobody care about them invaders' problems. My friends think, uh, think I'm so mean. So, I said, no, y'all just went and got together and think. The whole world went and got together and go down on black people. Even y'all Africans come over here and act like y'all high mighty, but if y'all's country was so, so this, or you're a princess that, you should have stayed there. <laughs> because see, it doesn't they, make sense. They, you, you can't know have what? it both ways. That's because of the false teaching, though. They they have gotten so comfortable exactly. because they have indoctrinated exactly. yeah. to thinking that we're not exactly. on our own land. Exactly. We don't protect the land, so we got all these foreigners coming and taking exactly. our identity. Exactly. Because I mean, y'all it, it, don't know the history. Think about it. Y'all don't know the history, and I do. Y'all keep looking at me like I'm crazy. Then you found out that I'm not lying. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. That's another one of our problems. Y'all always, y'all always have to wait for somebody white to tell you something. If somebody black, you oh, don't no. validate it. That's the problem. So if y'all would get offended by think all y'all all y'all Africans live in the jungle, y'all be offended. But then you want to come over here and think all black people live on welfare. Who you think welfare was invented for? It wasn't invented for us because we had land. My family, we had two hundred twenty five hundred acres of land. My family to this day is still in my land. My family's from North Carolina. I was just getting ready to say my family still got land in Louisiana, still got land in Tennessee. Yeah, I ain't never lived in either place. My family got land, land in both places. Now. But we were slaves. It don't make sense. It doesn't. Right. The story don't it's add not. up. The story don't add up we wasn't because the they all they lied. Were the slaves. They, they were the slaves. slaves. They came here as slaves. They, were the they slaves. got sent here as slaves. They started the colonies exactly. as slaves. They, they they called it a banishment. They sent the before they were sending people to Australia. They were banishing people to Americas. This started in the in the late 
uh, late 1600s, early 1700s when they first started sending those Britons, Britons here. Because if you take, if you if you go up timeline through the to the early the late 1900s, I should say the the late 1800s or early 1900s, Europeans was killing each other all over Europe. They was decimating each other, especially over in Russia. Yeah. Them boys was murdering. I'm talking about we talking about killing 10 million people like it ain't nothing. Ain't then when they come to crazy. America, the whole but the whole model for the whole eugenics program comes from when they come to America. Because see, when they come here, so many of us, they can't whip us off the land. So they decide they that they're going to kill you with medicine, all kind of shit, disease, smallpox. They, they had to do all kinds of shit. And then the catastrophe. And that's what did it. And that's what did it. Well, these people are foreign agents in our country. Just remember that all these people are foreign agents in our country. They got to register as foreign agents. They should. They 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 supposed to. Um, anybody who takes an oath of office gives up any kind of citizenship. So remember, anybody who takes an oath of office, they're foreign. They're foreign yeah. anyway. They they don't have yeah. no authority over you. Because once they give up, they they, they, they take the that president? oath of office. Why you think he take that oath of office when every president getting off? Foreign. All of them, all of them, foreign power. Remember, District Columbia is a foreign corporation. Remember that, too. District Columbia is a foreign corporation on our land. I'm going to say is the the catastrophe that I think happened, and I was working at on Rockefeller Center one day, and I was sitting down, all of a sudden, the calendar on the wall just started moving by itself. I said, oh, shucks. And then they evacuated the building that we had an earthquake. So I said, damn, how are we going to get an earthquake in New York? So then um, I was on my way home, and I had to catch the one train, and they shut the whole one train down. Because the one train on 125th Street, where it comes out, it goes from underground, the water. and it comes way up high. It goes up high. It's not underwater, but it's uh, it's on the fault line. The fault line that shook was right there. So um, if you look up the New Madrid fault line, that's the fault line. It goes all the way down to like Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, or St. Louis. One of those two cities mm-hmm. would, would be the major yeah, epicenter of the earthquake. So this exactly. earthquake happened. 1811, 1812, it was well. after shocks for a whole year. Yeah, 1812. Now, what they lied in history and said was they had a Spanish-American war. That's what caused all the crimes. Yeah, but that couldn't, y'all couldn't have been at war. Y'all was at war with us. And then we had an earthquake hit us, and it messed us up because we couldn't recover from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but did we really have the war? But did we really have the war? That's what I'm saying. Did we really have that war? No, I'm there was nothing about, going. Uh, I'm talking about the Indian War. The uh, Indians. Uh, yeah, you're like, oh, talking about the King yeah, Phillips in the War 1812. That's what I'm talking about. Did we did the war really take place? That's what I'm saying. Oh no, they right. Well, they just war, said they it was had a war. You could prove through the newspapers and stuff at the time that it was a war, but they, you know what I'm saying, they were warring against the Indians. They wasn't warring against Spanish people 
You know what I'm saying? They was going against us. Because the Spanish people and, then and you made the, us you, you the Indian. Remember, you the Indian. You saying it like it's like you are the Indian. We are the Indian. If you if you're a Negro, a Negro is a nigger and a nigger is an Indian. Go look on the, in the old paperwork, man. That you the Indian. Ain't no doubt about who you are. Pilgrims didn't come over here and fight pilgrims, did they? Let's not forget the word NBA comes from. Sorry, brother, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to throw in Indian, of course, before we were called Indian. And the term Indian, Mm. they say, comes from Indigo. We were known as the Indigo people. And that somehow got morphed into Indian. The dark ink, you know, Indigo. Ink. Ink. Yeah, and the gold, you know, the people that we were, the, and the gold people were always happy, you know, we, 